0: I'm Grant Gustin. And Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce. Hi, this is Brandon Routh, a.k.a. The Adam. I'm Chris Williams. You're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. To The Flash Podcast.
1: Supergirl Radio.
0: To The Legends of Tomorrow Podcast. To The Black Lightning Podcast.
2: Worlds will live. Worlds will die. And the universe
0: will never be the same.
3: Live right here on mixer.com slash DCTV podcast. Welcome to part two of our sixth podcast crossover event covering the Arrowverse event, Crisis on Infinite Herbs. I'm your host, Andy B of the Flash Podcast, and we got a lot of people with us tonight, as always, for these crossover events. Starting off with the ladies of Supergirl Radio, Rebecca Johnson, and Maureen Glenn, who's also host of Legismara Podcast. Welcome, ladies.
4: Hello, glad to be Hello. back for uh, this uh, conclusion to the podcast crossover.
3: And Morgan, how are you? I'm good. Good. Are you feeling hopeful about tonight's
4: <laughs> discussion? I'm <surprised.
3: laughs>
5: yes, yes, yeah. very hopeful.
3: Excellent. And from the Flash Podcast are my lovely co-hosts Tatiana and Breeze. Hi, ladies, you tonight?
6: Hello. I'm doing. Yeah. So, um. I'm glad we convened to build the Hall of Justice together. Yes. <laughs> virtual um, Hall of Justice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those uh tuning in, uh, La- uh our good co-host Lazy Barrel was uh, was going to join us tonight, but she's feeling a little bit under the weather. So go tweet at Lazy MB, tell her how, how much you love her and miss her, and that she's you know is amazing. And also tell her um no to kill a frost. She will know what it means. Uh, from <laughs> Little Tomorrow Podcast. I think it's
6: self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: think we all know what it means. From Let Tomorrow Podcast, uh, along with Morgan, we have, for the first time in like two years, Miss Cad Kalamia. Cad, welcome back. How the hell are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm glad I was able to make it for once.
3: Well, we know you have a very busy schedule, and I know you've forgotten about, uh, uh, forgot about mortals since everything has. Definitely have.
1: haven't forgotten. Definitely not forgotten, but uh, definitely been busy as well.
3: And she looks down on her notepads like, you know, the guy talking annoyingly right now is the anti one. <laughs> but we're glad you're with us. And from Bad Woman Podcast is our our good friend and attorney, Ms. Rachel Eiley. Rachel, welcome.
7: Hi, thank you. Good to be here.
3: Glad to have you back. And from I mean, I'm I don't have favorites, but I will say it is the most lit up podcast on this network from the <laughs> Black Lightning podcast. Brother Nate, welcome back. How you doing?
2: What is going on, Andy B, and and the rest of the Paragons of Podcast? It's great <laughs> to be here, man. I'm 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 so happy that we can reconvene and, and have this conversation. But I'm a little I'm a little ticked off at you, man. Like Toddie and Breeze were mentioning the accoutrements that you provided us with, and uh-huh. we got a nice table and chairs, and you really should have led with that, bro.
3: Well, you know i i had to I had to sell my parents' house to make that happen. Um, so i know where they are right now i think they're alive i haven't checked um so i hope it was you think they're
6: alive oh god <laughs> they're always within your heart
3: <laughs> yes um well i mean i heard movement in the hallway earlier today so i guess they were here um <laughs> that's oh, encouraging yes exactly <laughs> um mean security um just like the airverse very flawed and joining us for this bittersweet this final time because he's become something else, the host of the Green Arrow Podcast, Mr. Michael J something, Cohen. Michael, welcome for your final crossover.
0: Uh yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, I, I can just leave, right? Because my chair is supposed to be empty. That's how <laughs> that's how this works, right? <laughs> no, I'll stick around. I'll stick around and talk about it. Look, hey, we're not done yet. Like, like, first off, I I Everybody, get get out and and you know uh, tell the CW that you want to see Green Arrow on the Canaries. Um, because if if that happens, Quiver's not going. you be anymore. back. Yeah, I won't. I won't be on Quiver anymore. Um, because uh, I, as as that show moves. In in a bold direction with with a, a, a primarily female cast, uh, Amanda will take that and 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 grab a new co host and uh, and I'm gonna cycle out because I got a lot of Star Wars and Marvel stuff to talk about. But um, but that doesn't mean I'll be gone forever. Just like you guys all know, Oliver is not gone. Gone. He's like, don't worry, he'll show up at some point. Not the next crossover, probably not the one after that, but whenever heels gets cancelled he'll he'll pop back in for an episode or two or something so
3: or whenever you know. Justin,
0: well, whenever Justin Harley is done making America cry every week on NBC, yeah. I'm sure he will stop by. Uh, um but, yeah. So, but... so whenever that happens, uh, and and you know, I'm gonna be around. I'm gonna want to talk about all sorts of stuff next season because Superman and Lois got picked up. Yes, we have. We well, we have that's a. That's what I'm really here to... for. Arrow, Arrow was a consolation prize. Um, <laughs> in in, in oh, the meantime, okay. while we waited for another Superman show, so. I'm I how you really when feel- he's
5: down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and people f- and people think that
3: I split a lot of tea. Um, well, Michael, we're happy that you're with us. And as he mentioned, Superman Lowe was did get picked up to series early, uh, early this week. But also, uh, all of us who have been listening for all, all these years, we're back because. You get a new season, Legends, you get a new season, Supergirl, you get a new season, Black Lightning, and The Flash certainly gets a new season, and Bowman, you also get a new season, so, we're
0: all yay. back, next season, yay! Yay! Um, yay.
3: Um, <laughs>
0: so... Wouldn't it have been crazy if they would have done this whole crossover and, like, and we
1: rebooted it, it all the time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> all of these shows are cancelled, by the way. <laughs>
3: I mean, it could... In another universe, I guess. Uh, in an alternate time of, it, uh, of this week, we all got cancelled. Uh, all the shows got cancelled, all the podcasts got cancelled, and Morgan was like, finally, Andy cannot create any more podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> that
8: was the anti-matter CW.
2: <laughs> oh my god, that's...
3: that's the, anti-universe. The, the anti-universe. The
2: <laughs> anti-universe. Um, so, you, so you're saying in the anti-CW, Supernatural gets picked up for another 10 seasons? <laughs> oh
0: yes. We don't know the Mark Supernatural is the only show on. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
9: all, it's, it's just all supernatural. supernatural. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like, it's like that schedule I saw from MTV on New Year's
3: Eve, where it's like it was reruns all 24 hours for just like, I don't know what the show was called, but it was like something, and the next day was just a bunch of episodes of Catfish, and then. Well, now like, I what... want to
9: know what
1: the show was. Like this is not <laughs> this is not a detailed. Rid- story
3: rid- it's ridiculousness? I don't know. Maybe that was it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically take any word in the dictionary and it gets a show. Um, but we're gonna we're not here to talk about MTV. We're not here to talk about the CW on the in the universe. We're here to talk about the final two parts of Crisis. And as as usual, if you haven't seen these two episodes, not my problem because we're going all into the spoilers. So we're gonna cover the Arrow and the of Tomorrow portions of of the crossover and. You know, the crossover started big, but my god, they did it end big as well. So so we're going to just... And we're going to do it a little bit differently from last time, because last time... I mean, we also were a little bit few more people last time, so it was... That's why it was so long. Uh, but and, and we're going to focus on some primary points that happened uh, with the Arrow episode. So let's start with that Oliver has finally become something else. After eight years of constant intros at the end of at the beginning of each episode where he... His mantra is like, "I will, I will have to become something else." He literally becomes something else, with a sheep ass robe to, to begin with. <laughs> so, um, I want to start with the the Supergirl radio host, uh, Rebecca Morgan. What did you think about Oliver's overall role in in this episode as a Specter, as you know, pretty much his fi- you know final hurrah in in the crossover? Morgan, you want
4: to um, go first? Sure. Yeah. So I don't
5: have any like background on the specter as a as a character so i still felt confused i was like i guess he's kind of like like a like a ghost but also like a jedi ghost he's like basically <laughs> like obi-wan kenobi and he keeps just kind of kept on showing up like like obi-wan kenobi And i was like is he is he angry is he upset like what's happening uh i i was also a little at the end when obviously they're mourning oliver because he dies i was like what <laughs> Didn't he already die, though? It's just my (laughs) thing. It's like, if he's a ghost... And he died as a ghost. It's like, it man, not they really again. To, it's it's almost like the it's almost like the show is like, no, 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 we're really gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him, and then he's gonna come back as a ghost, and we're gonna kill that ghost. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <it's> <laughs> the <regard> they <laughs> if these two episodes were getting anything across, it's like, no, really, he's dead. And then they come back into the new world, and everybody's like, nah, nah, na na, he's he's gone. <laughs> like, they're like, no, Oliver's. That show has is the only one we didn't renew. I'm
4: sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: I was surprised by how much I enjoyed Stephen Amell as the Spectre. Uh, and not to disregard some of his other acting uh, contributions to the Arrowverse. But for some reason, I thought he was a better actor as the Spectre. And it might have been because of the voice alteration made him <laughs> a little more serious or uh interesting i don't i don't know what it was but for some reason i was very like clued in and really engaged in the scenes with oliver as the specter so i i really actually liked him. And I think the idea of Oliver as the Spectre is a good one. It's a really creative choice because the Spectre does play such a big part in the comic book iteration of Crisis on Infinite Earths. So you have to have a Spectre in there. So I think it was a really good choice to have Oliver, dead Oliver, uh, become the Spectre uh, because it 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 gives Stephen Amell an out with Oliver's death, but it also allows him to play a big part in the crossover. And he's got that green hood, which was something that he, as Green Arrow, had anyway. So it just kind of fit in together. So I think the the choice of Oliver as the Spectre was a good one. And I think he played a really important part in the, the last two uh, episodes of Crisis, especially in Part 4. So I, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed him.
3: And turning it to... To Kat, what did you think about Oliver's role in uh, in this episode?
1: I liked Oliver a lot in this episode. Um, I agree uh, that the Spectre was a really interesting turn for him. I won't agree that I think the voice was good. Maybe it was my TV, but I always felt like he was whispering something. I'm like, what did he say? And I was trying to <laughs> write an article. for. I had to write an article for this. I'm like, stop I up. have to go back now. Please <laughs> speak up. Um, so I did not like the voices for the sake of myself, um, trying <laughs> to understand what he was saying, but, um, emotional wise, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed his story probably the most out of this whole episode. I, I don't know if we're going to talk about overall episode thoughts, but I really didn't like this episode, but I liked Oliver a lot for, for this part.
3: And, uh, brother Nate,
2: mm. how do you feel? Let me uh, piggyback off of something that Morgan said, because the thing that stuck out to me, and this is no shade to Stephen Amell, we all love that man, but did you really need two death scenes, my dude? (laughs) Because in my mind, like Stephen Amell, behind the scenes, is walking up to Guggenheim, he reads the script, he's like, oh, I get to die in the first episode, then he walks up, all all of a twist, like, please, sir, can I have another death scene, please? (laughs) That was terrible, but let's go with it. Uh, but, But I think that, I will agree. I like Spectre Ollie more than I liked regular Ollie uh, in, in this crossover because it felt like I had the right amount of distance from Oliver. If that makes any sense, like he was a part of the story, but he wasn't the overriding theme that everybody circled around. He wasn't the nucleus of the story. And so, yeah, if if, if this version, like I know he died, but you know, comics, whatever. Like, if that version of Oliver is the version that comes back. Sporadically uh, from here on out, I'm I'm with it because I think that he added a lot to the show. And more than anything, like the emotional beats that he had with Barry in particular, uh, I I thought worked really well. You know, with Barry, like Barry's like, I trust you with every cell of my body. And I'm like, oh, oh, you too. And so, yeah, overall, I thought he did a a really good job uh, in in these last two episodes.
3: And now. I turn to you, Michael. If this is your yeah. show. How do you feel about your boy?
0: Um, I love the choice to make Oliver the Spectre. Uh, <clears throat> for, for those who maybe don't know as much about the history of the character um, as others, uh, there, there's actually a very important Oliver Queen storyline. Um, it's, it's where we got the name for the podcast. Um, and it's written by Kevin Smith, uh, titled Quiver. Um, and Oliver Queen had died in the comic books. And he'd been gone for a while. Um, he died basically giving Batman the middle finger, um, <laughs> which is the best way for Oliver Queen to die. And, uh, <laughs> and, and everybody missed him, right? Like, uh, it was one of those things where it's like, everybody make fun of the Green Arrow until he was gone. And, and then it was like, okay, um, maybe, maybe we should bring him back. So Kevin Smith uh, wrote a really, really great story that brought Oliver Queen back from the dead and it starts with him just waking up in an alley. Like, he just wakes up in an alley, and he's just like, I'm alive again. This doesn't make any sense. And by the end of, of of kind of everything, you you discover that it was actually the Spectre who brought him back, because in the intervening years, his best friend Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, had gone insane, become Parallax, been defeated as Parallax, and then become the Spectre, taking over for, for Corrigan. So, um. It, it, it's it's kind of a fitting thing because we don't have a Green Lantern in this universe, so uh, having having the other uh, 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 half of, of Green Arrow and the Green Lantern taking on that role, and really like the the relationship and uh, Ollie and Barry have a good relationship in the comics as well, but they've really kind of transposed that relationship between between Hal and ba- and Ollie onto to Ollie and Barry. Um, so, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of sort of good connective tissue there to play with. So I thought that it was a really smart choice. The, from a story point, right. And from a writing standpoint, the, the voice was unnecessary and like you guys said, difficult to hear. Um, so it was entirely obnoxious. Um, I feel the pain of having to go back and rewatch scenes cause I've seen almost every episode of Arrow at least twice. So I know that that can be rough to, to have to relive some of that stuff. But but uh, yeah, it they, they wasn't necessary. They, there were about three or four characters in these two episodes that had some sort of modulation on their voice. That was just like, this isn't helping me believe in the character. It's just making it difficult to understand what this character is saying. So I could have done without that. And I know that it's only for one episode but honestly like like you needed another trip to Fabricland to to pick something better because like like run it through the washing machine a couple of times it looks like they basically rolled the sheet cut it into a hood and put it on the guy um (laughs) and it was just like i in my brain i was doing like a like a like an auto replace of like it would be much cooler if he didn't basically didn't have legs and and um (laughs) And was like the the um like I, I guess this is spoilers for Infinity War and Endgame but uh you know yeah. you've had your opportunity uh, I I the, the the one we see the Red Skull um and and he's kind of like he's solid. for... From the waist up, but then from the waist down, he's kind of a cloud. Um, I like that. That that could have been a cool effect, but obviously they didn't have any money for that. Actually, in a in an interview, I think with TV Line, I think I was reading it. Uh, Mark Guggenheim basically said that they they took money out of the fight scenes and the special effects budget and put it towards cameos. So I hope that everybody really enjoyed the cameos because that's why. The arrow of episode, uh, the episode of Arrow was just a filter in a quarry and a Care Bear stare that did nothing. Um, <laughs> that's that like that. That's that's why the episode was like that. Um, so yeah, it, it, which is I'm fine with because the 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 cameos are better than any fight sequence could have done. But that's like that's legitimately the real reason why the fight scenes in this episode are just like a spinning camera. And a bunch of characters yelling that they're fighting something. Um it for for I I'm I'm only this salty because Arrow is meant to kind of be the peak of the of the fight choreography on this the, the Arrowverse. Like that's all he's got. He doesn't have powers. There's nowhere else for the budget to go. So you take his budget and you apply it to to actual superheroes, and all of a sudden, all you have money for is um the a a filter to go over the lens. Uh, But that's okay. It's it's we're (laughs) almost done. We're we've almost wrapped this up. I I I I should just let it let it die in peace. But oh no, no no, sweetie, no sweetie, Arrow died
3: the day the Flash premiered because that's basically (laughs) where they're focused. (laughs) Uh, I I would love to argue with you, but I can't. I mean there's always messenger. We can you can catch me outside it's fine. We can do it later. Um <laughs> who hasn't gone? Taddy, Breeze, It's your Hi. turn.
6: Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, okay. So I fe- basically um we're talking about Oliver being
9: the Spectre. Being The
6: specter and his voice. I have to agree with everyone who said the voice was not it um specifically i was confused when he was talking because it's sounded sound like he was in an echo chamber and at first i thought that everyone like in the speed force was in an echo chamber because they were all sounding like that but then we got out of the speed force and he was still talking like that so
3: um breeze what um, about you I'm oh, I'm
6: not done. <laughs> no, you
3: just
9: sounded... Like, like, <laughs> it was just a dramatic
6: pause. It was <laughs> a dramatic pause. God. Okay, but anyway... <laughs> um, in terms of Oliver, like, you know, his storyline, I was, as you guys know, pretty bitter in the first half of the crossover because they just made it all about Oliver and the fact that he was going to die, and then he died, and then it was all about the fact that he had died. So, that wasn't great, and that continued in <laughs> this evening. Um, But I do think that him as Spectre kind of guiding them from beyond in order to reach their mission was like the best use of him in the entire crossover. Unfortunately, once he did that and died for the third time, we (laughs) had to continue talking about how he had died, like you had just said. So um, it didn't really go anywhere great for me. But, But the scene... Like the scene of him talking to Barry was great. His death scene was good for him. I don't know.
3: Wait, what does that, even, wait, hold on. What does that even mean? I mean, I don't know. He I
5: crushed like... his death scene. Exactly. <laughs> he crushed his death scene. He did so good in his death scene. I was
7: real proud
3: of him. <laughs> <He died laughs> goodness, goodness gracious, taddy Now it I'm worrying great. about the day I die. I'm like, you know, and I'm worrying that like, did I die well? Crushed did I?
6: It. She really nailed the death. <laughs> But but it was weird because it was like, period. He's dead. Period. And then it was like, okay, moving on. I was just kidding. It was a comma. We're still going. And I was like, what? Why are we still going? So, yeah. There you go. Now I'm done.
3: Now that's a period. Oh, oh, oh okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> having, a, having a good day, Tati? You're scaring me. Um... <laughs> Breeze, what about you? How did you feel about Oliver's uh, spectriness?
8: Uh, so first off to address all the many deaths of Oliver Queen I still think we're probably going to see him again in their finale so he's not even gone yet
2: I got um, one more left in
8: me <laughs> I mean I, I think he's going to die again I think he's going to get a happy ending hopefully I don't know unless he doesn't really want to kill him again um, <laughs> I just hope
5: he like shows up in the sky like Mufasa from the Lion King
9: <laughs> Whoa,
3: awesome. yeah, yeah I remember, remember from who are.
9: Oh. and, and yet the, as
3: and as the, as yet the animals, animals and the, the, the animals in the live action Lion King would still have more emotions in their face than he would. Oh. So <laughs> oh,
8: that oh. Specter, I actually thought it was great. I I I really liked how they use <clears throat> the Specter in the story. I agree, like they don't really do a great job of explaining him. But I would say even in the Crisis comic, like they don't really give a ton of. He just kind of shows up. Like there's not a lot of backstory there. Um, but I thought it was a good way to explore Oliver's relationships with the different characters. Um, So I think it worked well. Like, did we need this specter? I don't know. But did I like how they used it? Mm -hmm.
3: And then Rachel, what about you?
8: I've
7: been sitting here listening to all of you guys giving like these interesting answers and trying to think about something interesting to say. And I've got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I I was really bored, honestly. I just wanted him to die already. <laughs>
1: I <was> <laughs> <truly> <laughs> Brutal. I do like the word bored because that's kind of how I felt this whole episode. Like, And honestly, it's probably because of the clip show. I know they yeah, didn't have yeah. the budget, but I was, this was a clip show
9: episode.
0: I mean, but, but, but it, I was it was an expensive clip show episode because they reshot everything. Yeah, was, yeah. Exactly. They weren't, so confusing. Was, They restaged it all. With their new, with their current hairstyles and beards, which
9: was like,
0: what's going on?
5: It was was strange because it was like, Oliver Queen, this is your life. But it didn't Mm. feel like it was any major moments in his life. It was just like, Oliver Queen, this is your life with the cast members we could get right now. (laughs) Can you believe
1: one of the scenes was him talking to Ray about
9: I think they only
3: did the that. The way
6: that they had it with Barry going through it in the Speed Force, it was like, Barry, Barry, Alan, this is Oliver Queen's life. And then Alan's like, oh, I wasn't <laughs> yes. here for any of this.
0: <laughs> None of this is relevant to me. Yeah, the poor Kate okay. was like,
5: I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, the, I think the Kate one was my favorite because she was just like, cool. It was literally <laughs> the only thing she did in
7: either episode. She did
5: nothing. Yeah, that was, Kate, that was actually a non entity.
3: You know what Kate did, Rachel? What? She made Kara happy. When Kara is yes. here, we're happy. Cause I love the- in the
1: end, though, Andy, in the end, they literally had nowhere else to put her, so they put her in Kara's apartment. They're like, ah, I can't put
3: her here. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, they're <laughs> friends now, so why would they not hang out? Uh- I
1: don't like, under- like, I like their relationship a lot, but I don't really get why they're friends, besides, like, the mythology of the comics. Like, of course, a bad and super character would be friends, but other yeah, than them talking it. once, like, why the hell are they friends? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I didn't because, because she's not going to be friends with Barry.
2: She's not going to be friends with Oliver. Like her options on this team are limited. Like it's either it's either Rory or or Kara, and Kara honestly, is the better of those two options.
1: I, I should have... see Mick a bit more than I can see. <laughs> <laughs> that that I feel like really he her. It, honestly. Yeah, that woman really loves her romance novels, and Mick is really yeah. good at writing romance novels. So there you go. <laughs> so there, that's Perfect. an instant in.
2: Touche.
7: That's the uh, plot I want for part two of uh, the Batwoman season. <laughs> Too.
3: Well, <laughs> to get into how I felt about it. Oh, good lord! Um, I, I was the I was, I liked him as a specter. Yeah. The casting was really distracting, though. But I get it. Like, look, there's only so much you can do with the budget that you have and so on. And, you know, I... Look, I, I'd rather have all right effects. Although, I mean, I've never had issues with, with the effects, except for there was one particular episode of The Flash that I'm like, we, we, no, let's just cut this whole episode and never watch it again. Like, I'm like, with the CW money, I'm I'm good with what they do effects-wise and so on. And finding wise like, I look, I've I watched, like, a bajillion... You know, group fights in the last five years uh, in the freaking Marvel movies and all the DC TV shows. So I'm like, at this point, there's nothing that really can surprise me, unless like all of them die and nothing then happens. I'm like, okay, that's a way to go for it. But I, no, I really enjoyed seeing Oliver as a specter. I, for me, like when (laughs) the first, the first like ten minutes with the with the his voice changer, I was like, isn't this what he always sounds like though? Because I was like, I don't really hear a difference, and then until like. When they got into Ferdinand's, I realized, oh, this is supposed to be his like godlike voice. I'm like, this is <laughs> was that, that that's the only option in the app, I guess. But uh, I no, I, I really I really enjoyed seeing the even though I didn't really understand <laughs> what was going on, I enjoyed the trip into the speed force because I like being confused, I suppose. Um I I thought I mean I thought it was nice too that they went back to some of those big moments. Although I kind of cracked up seeing, wait a minute, is invasion crossover? But why does Kara have still have bangs? Mm. Uh, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, well, let's continue. But because I was like, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this shot. And I'm like, what am I look? What's going on with her hair? And it, <laughs> and, it, and that's when I even realized more. Oh my god. Rebecca and Morgan were totally right. The, the the change into the bangs, this season has really made things more confusing. I mean, I
1: mean you can't take away bangs, so it's just like yeah, I know exactly. Yeah.
9: Right? No, 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 you
3: can't. You, you grab a scissor.
1: Oh well, no, you can't. No,
3: that no. would not Any, work. Anyway, anyway, I'm, uh, Thank I'm God, just,
1: Andy. Thank God, thank God, you're not my
9: hairstylist. Thank, <laughs> God.
3: <laughs> thank God that I'm no one's hairstylist because the last time I I saw hair didn't approve, I was I told the person just shave. Or a wing. He, there, there, there's two options. Um, I mean, but sure. the Speed Force trip was... I liked how confusing it was. Um, But overall, like, I feel like this was all Oliver, probably Oliver's best... I mean, best episode in the crossover because... I'm glad he got to be part of the whole fight. I'm glad he got to really... What was it? Light the torch and... what was it? Light the torch and spark the flame? What was the other way around?
4: He was the spark that lit the flame or whatever. Okay. Or they, yes, the, the, I'll the, the spark. The par- you fan the flame. Yeah, the paragons had to fan the flame.
3: Yeah. I By looking I, at it. Yeah. Yes.
4: <laughs> just
9: really hard. Okay, gonna they focused going to do it? Focus.
5: Focus. Listen, they, they were all just like, they were all just putting their hearts into it. Mm. I was surprised that they didn't all join hands. Like, it, it reminded me of like an episode of like Sailor Moon. Where it's like, if we believe mm. hard enough.
1: Yes, it was a great friendship exactly oh, what's the power of friendship I thought it was Captain Planet yes I got a Captain like Planet vibe I uh, literally thought he was going to show up <laughs> but, in,
2: but in any oh, of but
0: those wait way, wait wait hold on hold on I need, I need I to read
3: like, this comment they're happens.
6: calling the, the Captain Planet I need <laughs> to read
3: this in the comment uh, Nizaki <laughs> Peng- Penguin says that was the take the grass of the crossover <laughs> yeah. wow
5: everybody's saying take the grass it really was I <laughs> yeah. think that's the only way it could have been better
3: that's but the going come out of screen.
5: They all
3: just grab a, long a time. handful. <laughs> but like here's the thing, I, I know a lot of people have been saying that this episode felt like filler and whatever and so on, but the thing was like we still needed this because they had literally just lost the entire multiverse. Like, what are you expecting them to do? Oh, we're gonna figure this out in no time. I'm glad there was a little bit of time difference and so on. I, I like the fact that Barry was starting to lose his mind a little bit and so on because he was traveling back and forth and whatnot. And because yeah, I mean what else would you expect? If it had been like, oh, no, oh the next day we're going to figure it out, then it would have been ridiculous. So... See,
1: I I agree with that, but I don't think the execution was good. Yeah. Like, again, did we need a clip show to do that? No. <laughs> I think they're, like, and we'll talk about Legends. I The Legends episode was my favorite because I thought it, it had good emotion. Like, I felt the characters and I felt, with every single episode in Crisis, we had a lot of surprises, a lot of good action, but Um, I would say exposition took place over character and that was a big challenge of this episode where I think they totally flipped in that last episode with legends.
5: Yeah, I just felt like they were spinning wheels and the, they were like spinning the wheel a little bit in this one. They knew where they needed to get by the end of the episode and then they were like, and then we just need some stuff to do in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> we have, and that right? was and <laughs> that was when we took that that tour, that, that tour yeah. of to force through uh Oliver's uh th- the most random moments of Oliver's life.
2: Re- real quick, can I ask my fellow paragons cuz I'm I thought I was paying attention, and maybe I, I wasn't, or maybe it was just too complex for me. But in the battle scene, right, what what was Ryan Choi's role at, to, in that? Because everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody on the running, squad running, had power. Be, Running
3: Huey? with legs. The paragon of humanity. Yeah, I think
5: I he was punching with all his little heart.
3: what was it? He said, what "Was it? he said? It? Like, die, you shadow creeks, die, or something like that." I'm like, oh, help! He, uh, he's not a witch if he
5: says that. <laughs> <laughs> Does he actually do anything. He needs
3: He needs to be put on one of these damn shows he's because a cheerleader.
9: I. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: that there's nothing. There's no wrong. There's nothing wrong with cheerleaders. There's nothing wrong or do, or, or,
9: with it, you take
1: a cheerleader to for a superhero match with no powers.
3: No.
9: I could <laughs> hey,
1: hey, Kat. Hey, Kat? Wait,
3: no, 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 no. Everyone, time out. Kat, take Take Stargirl's staff away. What does she do?
1: But she has a staff and but a she belt. she does
3: have that staff. Train. No, 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 no. I want to hear her answer. Take away her staff, and I then what? A what is the, the belt? You mean the like bell that that makes it okay. look so uncomfortable for the fact that she's wearing like a hey, midriff? cat, come on now. Anyway, so
9: us
3: <laughs> anyway, do this
7: with the Maya in season two of Legends
3: when is um, like,
7: What's um, you have to take back your necklace? No, 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 she's no, like, no, no. It's a
3: great black belt. And we've done it for the past we've done it for five seasons on Quiver where every time Michael mentions anything fair, Fia wears, like why does she wear like that? It's let's always amusing to listen
9: to, it, okay? to. Okay. So we are okay.
3: Our fashion discussions on these podcasts is, is something I never expected to become a part um, let's talk talk to a little bit about, about the fact that you know this episode was co by Mark Woolman, and he mm. wrote the original comic and, and he was probably mostly just brought in because of the Novu storyline Atlanta song, which i I don't know how much it landed with what they did in the comic so, but what did everyone think about it? Let's start with uh, uh with Rebecca.
4: I actually really liked that Marv Wolfman uh, came in to write this episode because you can tell like an actual writer wrote this episode of TV uh oh because because <laughs> um <Actual. laughs> because there were actually thematic elements that were in it. It wasn't just like I think Cat was talking about exposition 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 but like they they were talking about uh the sparking the Uh, lighting the spark and fanning the flame and then the anti-monitor talks about how only death is eternal and he says, I'm eternal, and that connects to the eternal flame that happens in I think part five. So I I was really surprised by how I thought the episode was well written because it had thematic elements that connected the dots to, to you know from part four to part five so I actually really liked that they brought him in because I think he added a little something a different perspective than the usual writers of these shows have because they write them so much um, I don't know that I thought the Mar Novu stuff was as explained. Uh, as I would have liked it to have been, I was a little confused about the the dawn of time and all the how the Anti Monitor was created. But I thought the the way that the that it was kind of structured around those thematic elements, I really really enjoyed the second time around when I was watching it. And I, I'm I'm so glad that they included him in it because that was such a big story. Even though he is you know partially responsible for killing Supergirl, uh i will forgive him for that because it was a monumental part of her comic book history so i'm i'm glad that he got a chance to write and i'm glad that he was in uh the series itself as a cameo so i'm really happy for him because he seemed like he
3: was enjoying it and George perez he got a shadow with the perez landing which i thought it was Mm right um although how cool would have been if they both showed up together Ooh. in front of Car and Barry being like, Can I have your art that was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> um and I just to just to remember, um he killed one of he killed my hero too. So it's not just Car that we need to cry for. So Well and that's um, true.
4: And that's why I thought it was cool that he got to interact with the two of them very specifically. Uh so I I'm I'm glad that he, he got to sort of face the characters he <laughs> killed off initially in the comics. But um, although
3: I need that promo shot that they were signing. I'm like, where do I get that photo? Because it just looks so damn funny.
4: Yeah, that was a great goofy picture. So I'm I'm glad they got to have that little moment together.
3: Margaret, what about you? What did you um how did you take take in all the all in Marnovu monitor the name of his planet and whatever, because I cannot they, there's a lot of weird spelling on that planet period. I'm like his his wife's name is what
5: Oh, I forgot it already. Uh, and that's sort of how I took it all in. I just, like, let it wash over me, and then I forgot a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, how did
1: that I made, make you feel?
9: <laughs> it, it, it
1: made
5: me feel real calm and zen. I was just like, sure, this is just happening. I'm going to let it happen. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, I think that it was probably important to the story, and I've never read the original Crisis Run, so I don't know you know, how important that that. Portion was to the story. I know that the monitor anti monitor a big part of that, uh, and I, I I liked that you know they they brought back the original writer that got to to do it. So I thought that was really cool. As far as the actual story, it was like you know something this big is happening I don't really care about the specifics of this guy who decided to do an experiment that went wrong you have just explained every comic so it's it's fine I don't like, like I didn't need I didn't need the like the framing around it so much I didn't didn't care but the the i thought that the uh the monitor and the anti-monitor were both pretty cool within the whole of crisis i enjoyed them uh getting the backstory i didn't feel was a hundred percent necessary but sure okay i'll take it <laughs> i did i did really like the scene with um with him and uh and lex luther i thought that was was pretty hilarious where Lex Luthor's like, here's how it's going to be. We're going to redo this whole thing. Here's my evil plan. <laughs> and he's like, who are you? <laughs> what you got here? <laughs> uh,
2: Nay, what about you? Uh, two points on this. Number one, uh, with the early stuff with uh, Marnovu and his wife, I, I don't know if my, my Flash peeps felt a similar feeling, but I got a lot of uh, Thinker and Marlise vibes from their relationship.
6: Ooh, I can see that.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing this because it's for the greater good, even though it's going to uh, screw up and you're going to be my doting wife and tell me it's dangerous, but allow me to do it anyway. And, and that, that was what I got from that. Like, like Morgan said, we really didn't need it. I get it why they, they put that little bit of backstory in there. But to me, the, the scene I enjoyed the most with, with kind of this uh, version of the monitor was when Ryan Choi went in there. And you know, we had this great moment where the monitor's like, you know, there's there's something about you, and he's like, I've, people have been saying that to me all day, and I, I I'm starting to I'm starting to believe. And I'm like, ah, oh, Ryan Choi, you, you're a good dude, man. And and I like again, Ryan Choi had maybe my favorite scene of these two episodes, uh, in the second one where he's like running through the house from the Dementor with his baby, like man, <laughs> we need to we need to protect Ryan Choi at all costs because this dude is yes. just. He's just like a breath of fresh air into these shows. And so, yeah, I thought it was maybe a bit unnecessary, but I get why they did it. And shout out to LaMonica Garrett for, you know, having to do a lot of heavy lifting with, with these two roles over the course of these five episodes. Rachel, what about you? Um,
7: I, I definitely, I didn't feel like it was all something that was necessary. And it was very much like, I'm not invested in these characters or the monitor and his wife, and I'm just like, I don't care about what they're doing. Um so yeah, um, I guess I was a good explanation at least of what kind of was going on. I still don't understand what the the Harrison Wells dude was doing or what he did with all of that And why everyone was really mad at him at the end. Well, he yes. did some stupid shit, actually. I know why he ever was mad at him. <laughs> I take that back. Um but yeah, um, I just I started laughing when they said anti-universe and didn't stop for like five minutes. <laughs> and that's pretty much my thoughts.
3: I'm just going to ask this because I'm um, just to think about time. Guess, does anyone want to chime in about the Marnovu thing or do you really want to move yes, on to? Okay. I have Marnovo
6: thoughts. I have to chime in now. OK, here's my thought. You, you mentioned Wells, right? What's so great about the Marnovo backstory that they randomly gave us in this episode is that it belongs to Pariah. It makes no sense why Pariah exists in this universe if then they had Marnuvu be the one who made an experiment that went wrong and was what actually awakened the anti-monitor. What is the point of Pariah, then? Explain (laughs) it to me. Why were you (laughs) You part of
9: Pariah? Tom, Kevin, don't need that chick.
3: (laughs) I think that's why... John Jones was so fe- oh my god, every time I don't know what it is, but when John Jones gets angry, I'm like that's hot. But like when he just like you almost dad a all to hell that is <laughs> like I'm shook. Like I
5: mean, I he- mean when when you get space dad mad, you uh, know mm-hmm. you're in trouble.
6: He's going straight to his room.
9: <laughs>
3: <sighs> um again, I just thought it was it was hot. But I go on Teddy.
6: <laughs> yeah. So basically, um I don't have an issue with it as a concept, like, oh, This man put his scientific exploits above whatever and then accidentally awakened something that destroyed the universe. Cool. It just doesn't jive with anything that happened in the rest of the episodes, even in the following episode. Like you're saying, Mm. why are they mad at Harrison Wells when they already know it wasn't him? I don't know. But whatever. So you're you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Um, Aside from that, though, I think that LaMonica Garrett did a great job and I liked it all his scenes that were not this weird, like, once I was a human boy. So,
3: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I... Again, I I was intrigued, but if I were even going to get his origin story to begin with, so, like, when when the synopsis came out for this episode, I'm like, oh, so that's why they in Mark Wolfman, because I was like, why is he only writing the Arrow portion of the crossovers? So, um... I liked the part of what it was, but I thought it was misplaced. Like it should have been maybe in one of those free first episodes, maybe like part three or something like that. And then these final two parts could have just focused on getting through phase, which we did. I mean, again, I don't really see this as a filler episode because again, I think there's a lot of cool stuff that went down. I mean, there's <laughs> there's obviously this one thing we I'm gonna talk about in a bit. Mm. Um, but uh, does anyone want to chime in on the roofing, or Shall we just move on to the fa- the the last? of it all, so we can talk about this new universe that we all live in now.
8: I would just quickly reiterate Tatiana's point that it doesn't quite match the comics, and I think if you want more background on pry and the Monitor slash any Monitor, definitely read The Crisis Issue, where they get their story, but, you know, it was great that they brought Marv Wolfman in. Anytime you can honor the creators, it's a good thing.
3: Anyone else, or shall we go? He, because because i'm just thinking about time seconds so so we don't like stay up to like I don't know like till 1 a.m in the morning and just like so let's get to part five <laughs> um all right let's go on to part five after the the big showdown they the paragons f- rebirth this new universe and my god everything is so different um so i'm we're not gonna do a re- recap of this though because we're just gonna talk about and anyone who get you know when it's someone's turn, go into the the change that you want to talk about, that you thought were amusing, or that you were kind of like, what what the hell? So, Michael, what do you think about this new universe? What was your biggest takeaway?
0: Um, well, my biggest takeaway is that I'm always right. Uh, <laughs> and the second they, they started doing Crisis stuff last year to prep for that crossover, I was like, all of this ends in them fixing the mistake of setting some of these things in different universes. Um, no, I mean like the mistake was kind of a weird thing. Cause it was like, well, one show is going to be on CBS and one's going to be on the CW and then superhero ends up moving to, to the CW anyways, but, um, bring black lightning in as well. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think, um, the interesting thing will be seeing how this affects stories and the, the general vibe of the world moving forward on all of the individual shows. Um, because every show does kind of have its own flavor. Um, and, and, uh, mileage varies, I think, for, for people. Um, cause some people will tune into Arrow and they're fine with all the brooding and the action sequences of guys flipping over things and smoke bombs and, and, um, CG arrows and stuff. And then other people will tune into that and they're like, this is the same thing for, Seven and a half seasons, you know, I, I and they get they get more bored with that because they want to see real superhero stuff. So, um, I, for me personally, Legends is I uh, I recognize that it's probably not the best show. I think that that the best show tends to be, um, uh, like somewhere between Supergirl and The Flash. Um. I'll say that I don't really watch black lightning so so I don't know the uh, where that fits in with things, but for me for for what I watch, um that's kind of how I feel is like those are kind of the best shows I, I and they they trade off a little bit, but legends is the one that 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 for me I like to tune into and just have fun because I don't have to worry as much about not necessarily about continuity, but just sort of like the vibe of it is just so much more irreverent, even the 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 trailers that they just put out um yes. For all of the next episodes, everybody else's is, is so self-serious. Of like, everything has changed. The world is now different. How because are we going to deal with this? Well, and this then the, the legends truth. are like, "Our show is really dumb." Um, <laughs> yeah. All these characters.
5: That is the tagline. I think. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it, yeah, it it like it is. The end of it is basically like this is the dumbest show you could watch. So tune in and enjoy. And I'm like, that's what I'm here for. And this final episode, it's like the rest of the crossover was acting as if, um, the i mean not entirely i did like in the in the previous episode when when Marnovo was like this outfit's ridiculous and bulky so there was a little bit of a meta textual thing going on and 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 we i can't believe we got through all of that and we didn't even bring up uh uh barry talking to barry but well, well we're, we're, get,
3: we're getting it trust me <laughs> okay. I, I save it as a separate uh, moment because i think that's when we're all
0: gonna have a little bit more fun with it so i but yeah like um, th- there's a little bit of that sprinkled into all of the shows, but that is the bread and butter of legends. And so this final hour of, of the, the five part crossover was just like, it, it, it's, it's just the release of everything and, and getting into, um, this new world it was being introduced that way of like, Hey, by the way, everything you knew could be up in the air. Doing it in a way that was irreverent, but at the same time, and this is what Legends does really well, uh, when they needed emotional punches, they, they, they landed emotional punches, right? Like they, the stuff with Diggle, like punched me in the face so hard. It was so good, but they needed to, they needed to have, I think that tone. And I think that's why Legends got saved for last. Because if you would, if you had saved Arrow for last, It would have been a a low saturation, rainy day, everybody at a graveyard for 44 minutes crying about how Oliver is dead. And instead, because it's legends, um, we get we get what we get with this world of of the like you guys say, like the introduction of Marv Wolfman uh, talking to them and 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 just this great um, in, in a very similar sort of like Stan Lee cameo moment. Um, um, that is very meta. That's very referential, um, and, and and sort of giving him his due for gr- giving us this great story to base all of this on. Um, that we get that fun stuff, and and I just wish that all of the shows could borrow a little bit of that in this new world. The, and and from a meta narrative standpoint, it's like that that was Oliver's sacrifice as the Spectre. Is that like he recognized that their world was kind of a bummer. <laughs> and and maybe just just try to remove a little bit of that um in 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 forming this new earth prime i don't like that they call it earth prime because then you know when we get to later stuff and if they wanted to do a crossover where they actually brought in superboy prime or something like that then we're getting confused but uh, maybe they're just never planning to go there cuz it's i don't know superboy so far is not a character in this story but um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I really love it. I love this new world. I, I've talked a lot, so somebody else can take the take the baton. He said I didn't.
3: Um, <laughs> Nate, well, your show just got shocked. <laughs> How did you feel about this uh, new status mm. quo?
2: Ooh, I, I was shocked. Uh, I felt a charge. Um, I had a lot oh, of static wow, with the god. scene. <laughs> oh my god. It's a thing I here, I did one pun. <laughs> I did one pun. Don't
3: punish me like
2: this. Uh, but but here's the thing, right? Uh, first of all, to brother Michael and anybody that hasn't kept up with Black Lightning, it's fantastic. Give it a give it a shot. Uh, uh, I think you'll dig what you see. But for me, my favorite moment, and you touched on it, Andy, is that we have all of our shows on one Earth now, which is something I didn't expect. You know, we talked about it over on the Black Lightning podcast on our last episode. I was Pretty certain Supergirl was going to be on the same Earth with everybody, but there was a part of me that's like, "There's no way that they're going to combine Black Lightning with all these shows. Like he'll be around, but he won't be on on the same Earth proper with all of these people." And so, to get that hero shot, literally with Earth Prime, you know, in in in, on the lower third, was just a really cool moment. And even like I know everybody's going to want to talk about, you know, Barry and Barry, and that was a ridiculous moment but to me my favorite moment of the entire thing was seeing our justice league together yeah. and just like in the one little scene they had at the end you started to see kind of the relationships you know being fleshed out where you know barry is like the super eager kid brother and 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 Kara is the sister and and kate is like the snarky cousin and and uh superman's like the cousin that's just kind of there uh no no disrespect to Todd Hockland but I mean come on baby <laughs> uh, and then uh you know Sarah's like cool mom and Jeff is like cool old uncle slash I think eventually the more these people interact he'll grow to be like the the den leader uh because he is the one with the most experience as a hero
3: Nate uh you just described like the entire cast of Family Matters I think. Cause I'm like I'm like I remember like all these traits I remember I, them. I mean,
2: Carl Winslow was a superhero. He still is a superhero. He still is a superhero. Uh, but but I think again, just kind of that interaction and and the Hall of Justice and the little nod with the Super Friends music, which you know anybody of a certain age that was mm-hmm. like bananas. Like I, I completely dug that. Uh, And again, more so than anything else, this is also something that uh, Brittany and Vanessa and I talked about on Black Lightning. Like Jeff and Barry, I look forward to seeing what interactions they have going forward because for all of the things we love about Barry Allen, one of his defining character traits is he's a dude that's always in search of a father figure, uh, always in search of like a a male role model because Henry's gone. Uh, Now Earth 90 Flash is gone. Jay, we never see Jay. Ollie's gone so... I think him and and Jeff can have some really cool interactions. And another thing that never really gets brought up on The Flash is that Barry, uh, yeah, he's like this all-American white dude, but he was raised by black people. And so I would love it if they decided to kind of take an angle on that and kind of Barry's cultural upbringing with the West family – does that give him any different relationship with Jefferson and, and and maybe the rest of the Pierce's going forward? So for me, my big takeaway from that last episode, the thing I loved the most besides Mick Rory, uh, excuse me, Rebecca Silver signing at the book signing, was uh <laughs> yeah. was was seeing our Justice League formed.
3: By the way, Justin Rebecca knows. I'm going to gif that moment where they say, I'm such a big fan, Rebecca, and just send it to you every time you say something <laughs> I like. I did um,
9: appreciate
4: that that was the name he chose.
3: I mean, I, w- I would have died if the name of the offer had been Rebecca Johnson. Uh, for people who <laughs> I mean, I get the reference, there's a few episodes of Supergirl that is literally directed by a woman named Rebecca Johnson.
9: It was, and that was confusing. the confusing.
3: That was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen on IMDB <laughs> that they had sent it to her. And the reason I'm like, is Rebecca punking us or are we actually seeing that it says Rebecca Johnson so i, I wish um uh, rebecca yeah your your show and my show we're now in the same world um and you're, <laughs> my god all them changes for you um how do you feel <laughs> yeah. how, what, what's, what what are you feeling how do you this, how are you sensing about this universe this is
4: a big change for the the supergirl uh, people mm. and one of the things that stuck out to me about this change cuz i i knew that they would be on the same earth and that they could get together occasionally and now more than ever but it didn't hit me until the weather witch scene that supergirl could fight potentially other people's villains now and Mm. that i thought was that i thought was a really cool idea that she wouldn't just have to fight stupid ramacan uh, she, <laughs> Thank you. she could she could maybe fight other, you know, villains in the DC universe like they could pop up and play with Supergirl instead of her just having to do Superman Supergirl villains. She could she could uh go up against all kinds of people. So that to me was very exciting. Um, and of course the, the other big change for us that I guess is going to be going forward. And I think it's really interesting that season four and season five of Supergirl start out with an okay villain and then they lean heavily into the Lex Luthor stuff and it seems to always make the show better. It's like Lex is the crutch to, to, to elevate (laughs) the show. Uh, Um, but, uh. I think it's going to be interesting going forward for Supergirl because of the Lex Luthor being the director of the DEO now. that uh, That is very intriguing to me because we have been trying to get a new director of the DEO. Uh, we, we would like him to have invisible flesh and cyanide sweat, but... Uh, I'll take Lex Luthor for the meantime. I'm also very interested. What if if Lex Luthor puts in charge of the DEO? He's like, listen, I'm going to delegate a little (laughs) bit.
5: Here's your new boss. I know. I try not to act weird when he comes in. (laughs) He has a different look to him. And then, like, in comes Director Bones with just his skull, and he's like, cyanide sweat, (laughs) smoking a cigar, (laughs) uh, wearing a. Sorry, I can't shake your hand with my bare bones. (laughs) (laughs) I could
4: kill you. I could kill you. Yeah, I I think that stuff is really intriguing, especially now that Lex is like this big hero. He's won a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, I thought Melissa Benoist, I just want to talk about, I I always want to talk about Melissa Benoist, but I want to emphasize the fact that this crossover, and I know I talked about it last time, but she has gotten more to do in this crossover than she has in so long. And I thought Mm -hmm. this episode, this part five was such a great use of Melissa Benoist because she has that great opening scene where she gets to play the comedy of waking back up into this new universe. And Mm. I just really loved that they leaned hard into her acting abilities and her talent because her face, when she sees Lex Luthor getting that Nobel peace prize, Oh, it just—it was so great. Mm. So I—I'm glad to see that at least you know with this crossover, we've we've gotten to see some really good stuff out of Melissa. And uh, I'm I'm interested to see where this this goes for the Supergirl universe because they even mentioned a, a Lena Luther bit in there about how she was a Supergirl supporter who defended the president. And I was like, Have you watched what? the <laughs> beginning of season oh. five?
5: i mean uh, have i have all that's erased
3: <laughs> yeah, I, i'm, I'm I loving how everyone's going like hashtag remember hope in the, in the chat good job. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's not dead though don't like
5: I, I don't mean, make morgan think about biggest... it when she
3: goes to bed tonight we
5: know that my biggest concern coming out of this crossover was what's going on with hope where is hope <laughs> is she okay what's going on with lena's little robot friend uh <laughs> Because I feel like Hope, uh, everybody else got restored. Doesn't doesn't Hope deserve her to you know what, have hijacked
1: Eve's body still? You know what? You know what Morgan? No, because Oliver needed to die. I guess three times now, depending on what happens in the last episode. So <laughs> Hope has no no chance of a return because of Oliver. I'm how sorry. dare you oliver no <laughs> I,
3: I i think that's oliver's now died more more times than sarah has
7: mm. i mean she's, I he's the only one that on. can legitimately rival her
5: <laughs> i mean it's cl- it's close it's uh it's hard to die more than than sarah lance but uh, oliver has maybe maybe gotten up there um no well i also thought like watching the uh the last episode and especially with the supergirl stuff i I'll echo what Rebecca said. It was so nice to see Cara get so much stuff to do in these, in this crossover event, because usually in the crossovers, there's Oliver's like, go stand in that corner. You're too <laughs> powerful for the rest of us. And we don't know how to do deal with you. She's like, okay. Uh, and then we never see her again. So it was really nice to get her so much of her in this crossover and have her, you know, have some some moments to herself and have, like, a nice arc and get to play the comedy. Uh, But it did make me wonder what this means for Supergirl because it did seem like it might have just erased a very big part of the storyline for Season 5, which, uh, thus far, which is... That Lena is really, really, like totally mad at her right now, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it seems it seems like Lena is on Team Supergirl now. Does this new version of Lena remember know that Supergirl and car are the same person? Oh God! Is if she this- doesn't,
1: I quit. <laughs> is this new
3: person at a time.
1: ever again. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going like, back. That's, it. That's it I'm, I'm out you know, MFA, you know the MFA I got Morgan I don't care I'm
5: done That's <laughs> it. You, you just throw it on the ground You walk away into the sunset We never
4: see Kat again Well, th- This this would explain why hope is not around Because if Lena is not petty mm. Over Kara's Secret she doesn't create Hope
3: Ma- Rebecca yes. don't, don't don't scare Morgan like that
4: It's <laughs>
5: too it's,
3: it's it's late <laughs> in the
0: day
5: we need the heartbreak for hope to ha- <laughs> for hope to come out. Yes. I mean I feel like maybe that's a that's a trade off I could take, but uh, <laughs> no. But it just it does kind of beg the question. Like that, I feel like is the biggest question going into the Supergirl season is what's going on with Lena because if she knows that maybe now Kara had always told her mm. and she's just like, "What up, pal?" and they like high five and <laughs> and that storyline's just over. Like, I'm, is it I'm
1: walking back into TV if that happens? That,
5: <laughs> it would be amazing. What if she was like, "Oh yeah, I've always known you were Supergirl. Hey, have you met my friend Hope?"
1: <laughs> and Hope was like, oh. "I am not a robot. Oh, I am a friend? person." <laughs> Morgan, that's oh. actually how she ends up redeeming Kara's because. Because she was never best <laughs> friends with Kara, she was only best friends with Hope. So she, she didn't put any of that emotional baggage mm-hmm. to Kara. So that's actually <laughs> what ends up happening. Hey, hey, Kara, have
5: you met my best friend, Hope? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to go a little bit forward now. Um. And... You know what? Because I always go last. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the spotlight for one second. Uh, I'm so freaking happy that all these shows are on the same Earth that because, like, all these months, see people being like, "Oh, they're not gonna merge them." Earth. I'm like, all this hype. You think they're not gonna do anything? Of course, you're gonna do something. This, this, this. this all these Earths, all these continents are a mess. We gotta fix this, this, this stuff. So I'm, I'm happy that all of them, including Black Lightning, which you know. You know, I knew it was going to happen, so I'm glad that you know when he showed up uh, and um, you know, <laughs> kind of just you know dragged me, uh, he he's like you know don't call me Sparky, I'm from freaking Freeland, don't mess with me, um because <laughs> you don't call him Sparky, he is he's freaking Black Lightning, yo, and he I I am just it was just so much fun, like I even the 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 final battle was like okay, so we're doing one more, okay, that's fine, um <laughs> and that's why I'm like, again I'm like. Man, I feel like I've seen every bit of Vancouver now at this point because I'm like I've seen this roof, I've seen this building. I'm pretty sure Michael has sent me a picture of being there at some point. I've seen this place like it's so familiar now. I'm, it's almost like I'm living there, but yet I'm not. And so I'm glad about the mo- the new the new structure. I'm glad that they have kind of because they in many scenes in this ep- in that episode they kind of talk about the fact that they are. They're definitely leaving some things unanswered for the time being so that they can, uh, can kind of do whatever they want now with this continuity. Because, you know, now, you know, maybe they can bring back some characters from the dead. Maybe now they can recast some people. <clears throat> I'm And uh, maybe now they can, you know, re- <laughs> redo something. Maggie, you look
5: so different.
3: You're, you're <laughs> actually, you're, you're, you actually are Latina this time. Uh, I don't uh, even uh, want to get into that, honestly. we're <laughs> not going to get into that. Uh, no, but I'm also, but into what it. I'm most happy about is seeing all these heroes together, like, for me, and, and it's kind of the feeling that I get every time, and, you know, I'm going to get a little sentimental now, but, like, every time I get together, with, like, with you guys, for all these crossovers, all these live shows we do during the summer, and, you know, when we get together at Comic-Con, so that's the feeling I got with seeing all of them together, because, like, there's a unity, there's a community, there's, you know, there's a little Justice League now. You know, we have a of Justice, not a condemned building, Barry got really salty about that, and... <laughs> <laughs> Like, yo, I'm yo! Like the two. moment when
2: he was like, uh, "Nobody knows about it," and Kate's like, "Good for you!" I was like, "Yo, I, I love this interaction."
3: Yeah, no, He's but so but,
2: salty. But speaking of
3: interactions, and you know, for everyone who's always f- thought of me as like the secret legends hater that I'm supposedly am,
9: I'm. I It's
3: not a secret because it's fake news. I <laughs> fell in love with Barry and Sarah, like just bonding and like I. I don't know what it was. Something just clicked for me, and I'm like, this, like I need to see this relationship grow and evolve because they, they only have a few interactions here and there. Like I think the biggest one they had was back in Invasion. So like for these, this was, I'm like, first of all, this was K-Lot's, one of her finest performances, just yes. saying. And it was one of Sarah's best episodes of all time because I feel like she, like she really began bonding with everyone, but particularly with Barry and. I just loved seeing that. I love when they were sitting together um, on the on the steps, talking about everything, and kind of she she reflects on the fact that now no Oliver was the, like the last person who remembered her before she went on the boat. So I just I really enjoyed it, and I hope to see more of that in future. Not even crossover, but like if they do guest spots on each other's shows, I think that'll be fun. But but yeah, I I'm really happy that they kind of set the stage of rebooting this universe. Which in in turn extends the life of the Arrowverse because you know we know there's I mean there's literally more shows on their way uh, and we know that uh, when one one show ends they're gonna develop another one and when that show ends another one's gonna come into place so they, now they have a way of extending this this franchise for many years to come which I'm looking forward to because this wasn't this this is the of that redefined DC Comics continuity all those years ago. So I'm glad, I'm glad that this happened this year. Now that they are is kind of coming into you know, they've kind of left one chapter and begun another one. So I'm 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 happy about that. And Breeze, what well, what did you think about this new status quo that we're living in?
8: So for me, of all the things I wanted out of this crossover was to end with one world, which they gave us, so I'm very happy about that. I think for most of the shows, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things that we won't know until they show us how these earths have changed. The only one I'm really worried about is Supergirl, and that's because of my personal bias that I hate Lex Luthor, and I just want that storyline to be over. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I really like how they've introduced everything. I don't. I like that they were able to merge them without you know, killing anyone important off, which I think some of us were worried about after the first half. It just worked out really well and more seamlessly than I expected. The Hall of Justice, Super Friends, Justice League, whatever you want to call them stuff was so great. Like I, Practically, we're probably not going to see that much crossover because, I mean, Black Lightning still filmed in Atlanta and Mark Guggenheim won't shut up about how expensive it is to do these crossovers, as you've seen in all his interviews today. But I like the idea that it's there. It was really touching as a DC fan to see that come to the small screen um honestly this might be one of the most like satisfying comic book events both tv and movie that i've seen ever and it just was so special for me as a dc fan also the gleek reference which i think we'll talk about later was such a yeah yeah cut. i loved yeah. it i loved it
3: i made a list specifically for all the big dc moments so don't worry i i got y'all um uh, i uh, i followed a great leader with the Google Docs, her name was Rebecca Johnson, and I I, I tend to follow in her. Her in name her, was not
1: Rebecca anymore.
3: Right. Did, did I got
4: did, did, did I just kill? Okay. Oh. I just got killed like Oliver Queen.
2: Dying's it, it <laughs> <dimes laughs> the easy part. Yeah, okay.
4: that's
8: what they say. <laughs> if,
2: y'all, if you know, it wasn't okay. like
8: hard <laughs>
3: All right, all right, Patty. What about you? Well, what do you think about <laughs> the way that? Okay. <laughs> Guys, get it together. We got this. I mean,
6: uh, what would you, I actually you... like the new Arrow multiverse, which is not a multiverse, it's just a verse, and I like that. Um, I feel bad for, you know, all you dead folk out there in the multiverse, but I'm glad that now it'll be easier to combine, like, Black Lightning and Flash, or Supergirl and Batwoman, um, so now we can put that new friendship to good use. And I also, like you, really enjoyed the Sarah side of the Sarah and Barry um, conversation. I thought it was um, really poignant. And I loved the Sarah and Diggle conversation, too. And that's not really part of, you know, that's not really a crossover. However, I hope that in the new version of this universe, um, Barry will actually remember things like perhaps maybe his daughter didn't die in this universe. I don't know, because in that conversation, he was like, I've lost many people too. my father, my mother, no other people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> stop talking my daughter did not just die but anyway um so um but yeah but overall i i enjoyed the idea of all of them being in one place i liked the tone of the episode and i hope that we're going to get to see a lot of mini crossovers in the future i don't want to see a big crossover again i don't think it's necessary i think that um several mini especially like like just looking at the ratings, right? The ratings no longer justify having them. So I think this is a good like, you know, <laughs> bow out. And now we could just have like two shows coming together or three shows coming together for um a smaller arc in, in next season. Hopefully. Also um I don't remember who brought up Mark Gunheim talking about how much things cost. But I was really <laughs> peeved when he answered the question about why Iris and Cisco and um, Mia were not there because it cost too much. Um, And I was like, okay, so you didn't want to give them their check, but you did want to give certain other people who also did nothing in this episode, their check. So all you're saying is that those people were just less important to you than these other people. You're more concerned about the families of the people you put in than the people you did not put in. I guess Mm. you're like, you don't need to eat today. Moving on. Yes. Yes.
3: Do you do you not feel my pain every time Laurel is not in a crossover? I she feel
6: go, your she... pain. What do you mean? Of course I feel your pain. Okay,
3: good. I I just had to check. Um because I, I know Rebecca would feel Because, like, you know, we I mean, I mean we talk about you know, we talk about R- R- all the time. Yeah, um, at least
4: she was there in this
6: one for a little bit.
9: Yeah. So there's but... that. yeah, at
6: least she gotta be yeah. In the arrow episode, but but it was weird that when Sarah was talking about how she had no connection left in this universe, and then she also didn't mention, like, like maybe she should go
7: see where Laurel is. Maybe, maybe Laurel's not dead in this universe. Where is our two Laurel? I don't know. Many questions. She, she does also have a living mother that apparently we've all forgotten about.
9: No, saying.
4: no, it doesn't matter. Her mother did not ever know her. <laughs> that, is, that is part um, for the course for the CW, because <laughs> she's getting the Jeremiah Danvers treatment
9: right oh
3: my god uh, maybe she's in the
4: woods somewhere with jeremiah she doesn't actually
3: exist. okay <laughs> many, <laughs> Who... thoughts.
6: many thoughts head full.
3: i think it's cat's turn now
1: i will keep it short um i uh i i don't even know what we're talking about oh yeah new earths okay that was cool new I, words I
3: Oh, you say world, Sorry, I, I, I was like, yeah, I was like yeah, yeah. World, words. Words? Like we're, it's not time for yeah, new things.
1: new words too. We're actually creating a whole new language. Well, Michael um, said something really
3: cool like a couple of minutes ago, like m- something with M, and then I'm like, it's a good five dollar word.
1: <laughs> we're <laughs> also playing a uh, cro- uh, uh, crossword now, uh, but yeah. So uh, I I like that we we had the Earth Prime. I thought it was interesting that it's still a multiverse though, because in the original crisis everything was one Earth. So. It was interesting to see that they didn't quite do that with this, but they made it convenient for their CW shows to put them together. And I miss Legends. It kind of reminded me how much I miss this show um, because of the emotional weight. I think they're able to do with the laughs. I mean, it's ridiculous that we get to see Bebo <laughs> in the street, you know, big Bebo, but then you do have that sour moment um, with Barry talking about climbing a tree with her sister. And I think that's for me, why Legends is, the best show for DC TV and that's not coming from someone just because I was on the podcast I think it just has grown as a show and is really able to balance um again humor uh, emotions and and um I think it's just structured really well so uh yes. yeah I, I re- yeah it's a well-structured show uh <laughs> where I think Flash and Supergirl and their other shows, um, have not been able to find that balance in the last couple of seasons. Uh, but I think also because Legends doesn't focus on the big bad, you know, they focus on mini episodes, which make it
3: a little easier. Mini sets. Mini sets. Mini
1: sets. Mini sets. Uh, or mini arcs. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the episode and excited to see where these crossovers go. And I, I forget who uh, mentioned this, but I kind of also agree. I don't know if I want to see a big crossover anytime soon. I know we will, because obviously that's, you know, they're going to do it. I do
3: I mean, they, they've already talked about the fact that, that whatever crossover we're doing this year, it's going to be it's going be smaller. But for me, honestly, what I would do if I were them, but, you know, why would they listen to me? Uh, but what I would do is Build up to the next thing with smaller events, and then you're know, like, maybe in five years from now, maybe we're gonna fight Dark Side. Maybe we'll, from that day,
9: could you if we, somehow
3: with all our microphones just like just like swing it at him? Like, you know, go, you'll be
1: you. Ryan, Ryan Choi while he's standing there. Uh, hey, I can throw microphones really well,
7: yeah, <laughs>
3: or or she scares him with a law. And That's true. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, that yeah.
1: is scary. World so I, I
7: think. I mean, win
3: right if well. you bu- if you buy a really fresh big law book, I mean, that, there's some power there. Uh, i only
1: got a couple of pieces. Why does it have to be fresh?
3: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well like, as a new. What? That sounds expensive. Get an old law book. We oh, read really? our <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. We're gonna move forward now, and so because we've talked about pretty much all the things, we're gonna just finish up with the 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 final battle, and then kind of just. Just kind of the ending of the whole thing. So, um, Brother Nate, talk to us.
2: Ah, The final battle, Andy B. Or should I say Andy Bebo, because that's how I think of you from now on. No,
3: don't you?
9: Mm.
3: I just want to hug
2: you, dog. I just want to give you a well, hug, man. It, it, it's, better, it's better than that than being
3: called that other word that people were tra- calling me the last crossover.
2: <laughs> I don't have a memory of that. John Jones could, give me the memory boop.
3: Oh my god, I would, but wait, <laughs> wait, 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 before, before you go, I was thinking so much about what Rebecca said last season about, and not last season, but it was like, this, it was the season when he like really abused his powers of with, of memory wipe. And I'm like, oh my god, everything she, they've been saying on Supergirl is now coming full circle. What? Why did I not see this before? Because he, he just walked around, He's like he doesn't even tell, ask them, hey, do you want to get your memory wipe? He's like, you know, here you go, ow.
1: It's all off screen. I would say better than the Martian Manhunter stuff is um Oliver touching Barry's head. Yes. And- <laughs> <laughs> Some
5: class A writing right there. That yeah, was gonna, just, maybe my favorite part in the whole crossover because I like <laughs> turned to my fiance and I was like, "Did he just give him a boop to tell him the?" <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, that was.
5: I thought as he was dying, he was gonna be like, "I just booped you. It was in
3: you
9: all along." <laughs> <laughs> see, see,
3: Michael, out of all the things you've had an issue with with the era, but so that's the thing where you're like, "No, it's chill. It's cool." <laughs>
0: Like, well, no, okay. I mean we okay. don't have time for all of the things that I <laughs> oh, have an oh, issue with. Okay, okay. <laughs> there are other people on this podcast. Patreon.com/slash/fundiquai. Tune in. Um,
3: go
2: go ahead, Nate. Uh, the the final battle was okay. Like it wasn't. Uh, like it, it felt anticlimactic. I think that's a word somebody used uh, earlier on, on the show, and I think it was a bit. But by the same token, that wasn't what I was here for. Right, Uh that that was. Not the the thing that gave me the primary source of enjoyment from this crossover. It was seeing everybody together, and so from that standpoint, it worked. Um, I was kind of already done with the anti monitor by that point. Uh, so like the fact that he came back because I guess he saw Stephen Amell's contract. He's like, "Yo, can I get two deaths too? Like <laughs> we, just, we just we just handing out defs. Let me get let me get another one. Let me let me run that back. Run that back. She's um, one. Yes, <laughs> they were having a bogo on deaths. So. <laughs> uh, but but it, it, like it worked, man. Like I, I think, honestly, I think I liked the Bebo fight better just because it was it was more fun. And also, like when uh, Kate showed up and and Kara's like, "Oh, that's my best friend. That's my best friend." And and Kate was like running quarterback. I liked that interaction a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, it was cool to see Ray shrink Superman and you know have to. Enlarge him, embiggen him, as they say, and uh, yeah, it, it it did what it needed to do, so we could get to the next scene with the with the with all the heart and 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 the the team kind of coming together.
3: I was thinking about like like fun friendships. Another one that came to life was Ryan and Ray. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the cutest thing I've ever seen, and I know I won't get any more of this because someone is quote unquote leaving. Um, uh, so. But don't man, be I'm mean a... to
7: brandon it's
3: not his no, fault. no 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 i'm not mean <laughs> to him i mean to the other people
7: okay okay that's
3: fine <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that's what i meant i won't interrupt uh, yeah. <laughs> i submitted to exi- i submitted to exhibit a in this case um rebecca the exhibit
7: a is brandon and courtney have never done anything wrong in their lives yeah,
3: exactly um i'm done now stay stay tuned uh rebecca what do you think about the the final show and kind of the the whole thing
4: Well, I know we laugh about the multiple deaths because it is a running theme throughout the crossover, but in the actual comic book version of Crisis on Infinite Earths, it's like that. Where they think they've defeated the anti-monitor and he pops back up, and then they have to defeat him again, and he pops back up. Uh, I recently just reread it over the weekend, and I got frustrated with the book because <laughs> they oh, kept good. having to fight him. So that actually was pretty uh, close to the source material. So I can't I can't fault it for that. I I would agree that I I liked the battle with Specter versus the Anti Monitor a little better. I thought that had more stakes and it was it was more visually interesting for me with all the fire and all of that. Uh, so the the letdown of them just shrinking the Anti Monitor into the Microverse or whatever they called it, I was kind of like they. So they just shrunk him. So he's really tiny. That <laughs> that was kind of not as interesting to me. <laughs> uh so that i don't know i i did i didn't think that that was um as impactful as a as a big battle but uh i did think it was at least trying to wrap it up in a a pretty little bow so i i I guess i got to give them credit for that that they that they did the big thing at the end of uh, at the end of episode four and then they had to just sort of wrap everything up in uh part five so I think they did as well as they could with it, uh, but I think that that was why part five was kind of a letdown for me because it wasn't as uh, big and full of stakes as maybe some other parts of the crossover were for me personally.
3: Morgan, what about you? Hmm? (laughs) Hmm. Are you you awake? I feel <laughs>
9: yeah. that. I feel that. I'm, I'm, we're hour. We're, we're hour a, and a half I'm in. I'm
5: still here. I was just thinking about the anti monitor just shrinking down tinier and tinier and tinier <laughs> forever, and I just got sad. I feel like what's what's he got going on? He's just going to be so small now. Um, mm. No, I think to, to Rebecca's point. Yeah, one of those. Uh, one of those. Uh, fights defeating the anti-monitor was probably a little bit more exciting than the other. It was probably the the one with all the fire and everybody staring really meaningfully <laughs> at a <point laughs> in the distance. Everybody was together in my in my head. They were all holding hands. Uh They and, like, should have it, done it, that. They it should was, have hold. It was, I was like. Hold hands,
4: hold hands. You're all best friends. Um it's cheesy, <laughs> but it actually like the visual of them holding hands would have done exactly. something. Yeah. Yeah, it would have Ryan, like
1: Ryan and all them. Ryan just met everybody, but he's best friends with everybody as well. <laughs> they're all In- best friends because they're just, they
3: just best friends. <laughs> My God, what is wrong with you? Like let them be friends. Dude,
1: I don't. I've, ne- I've never made a friend in two seconds. Where I'm like, we were in this. Cat,
3: you thing. and I, the first, first time we, we Kat, <laughs> Kat, the cat is man, The first time you and I ever talked, we spoke for six hours on a Skype call, and, and like we talked about everything we liked. Don't you come and like we hey, can we
1: that six hours i mean right? they didn't talk
9: for six hours okay
5: di- in our defense when cat and i saved the universe we did become very good friends <laughs> so, they,
4: they <laughs> also true. spent several months in the vanishing point together that's so
5: there that's is all cool. that is true this is
9: very that
4: is true. true yeah they didn't I have a lot of
5: questions during that time but <laughs> i have a lot of questions about that vanishing point time like what
7: were
2: they eating I mean,
7: time also doesn't exist at the vanishing point, so did they spend months there?
2: <laughs> I mean, he had he enough time to go. grow a sweet beard.
3: And Kate did say that, Barry, you've been gone for months, so, you know. And how did look, they get look, pen I mean,
4: and paper? That's that's my biggest
3: question. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of oh, if my they God. They
4: figured out how to, like, make it themselves. They,
5: like, watched a YouTube tutorial. They were like, <laughs> this is it. Here we and go. And just so <laughs> conveniently,
4: yeah. they had technology they there. YouTube tutorial
3: okay, and... okay. Guys, we got to focus. Okay, so we're going to continue <laughs>
5: Um, I think I'm the one who's leading us astray here. <laughs>
3: okay, okay, alright. Well, she said it, not, not me. Uh, Taddy? <laughs> Are you awake?
6: Andy, Andy. Hi. Hi. Talk. About the final battle?
3: Yeah, well, what, you know, the, uh... the conclusion of it all.
6: Uh, okay. The conclusion of it all was great. Um, I literally just can't tell you anything that happened in the final battle. First, my stream cut out, so I didn't see it. And then I went back and watched it. And I like got distracted and didn't care anymore. By the time it got to the final battle, um, and then I watched it again just for this podcast. And all I remember is tiny Superman <laughs>
9: that, was, that, that was cute.
6: Kara and Cara being worried about John, and then I was like, "Something happened to John? Nothing happened to John. He's fine." So, um, but yeah, but I liked what I did like was the part where they're all watching, um, you know, the same president who is a woman on the television talking about what just happened, like getting up the speed and you see like, oh my god, you know, Diggle Diggle and Lila have, have baby Sarah back. And oh look
3: Thank freaking God Barry's finally out of the court from that one. I going to have feelings.
6: Right. And then and then you know, oh look um you know Clark and Lois have two boys now. So it's not a whitewash Damian Wayne in those casting calls. It is just the brother.
9: Yay <laughs> <laughs>
4: that was a relief how did he um, not know then... about his sons though does anyone have an answer <laughs> to that question?
5: oh yeah rebecca and i were we texting back and forth about this and we realized we we're like oh this might be a kind of a big plot hole which is oh, right yeah he's no. not hair gone
6: so he should know about it and then so that at first i was, was, was like
5: Maybe it was everybody who was in the battle remembered, but then Ray seemed to like really
6: confused and off. But like so. did he not did he not know or was he just wondering who the boys were and then and then he she's like confused. your sons. Oh maybe that's just a bad acting. Maybe that's just bad acting. He seemed I don't surprised
4: know. <laughs> that he had more than one son. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Well, it, someone.
5: Made there's two options. Mistake. One is he doesn't remember. Two is that he is a terrible father.
6: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. He's a terrible father. He literally forgot because he's just been so busy saving the world that he forgot right. that he had an children. I
2: have those. In yeah, the case yeah, of yeah. nine-month-old Jonathan, Kal you are the father. I'm to defend Superman. I need to defend
0: Superman here. I'm gonna uh, wake up from my for my nap and defend Superman. I think that. He's <laughs> did dead. you really sleep? No, oh, thank God. I think that uh, I think that the intent and I don't think that it came across, but I think the intent is that Superman can fight the anti-monitor and that's not a big deal. But when Lois calls him and goes, you got to come deal with your two sons, he's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that <laughs> uh, because they're the I only they're the only beings on on Earth capable of besting him. That's
9: true. That's true. OK,
0: mm.
6: I accept. That. I like that.
0: I also that the, nuance, there, as, the, as, the as,
6: performance wasn't quite there, but
0: I as it. someone who is currently podcasting while his wife attempts to put a three year old and a five month old to bed, um, which I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background, but, uh, no, but we get it I, I, know, I know that when I'm done and I step foot out of this office, I'm in trouble, so <laughs> Superman <laughs> is afraid of two things his 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 sons, and more importantly and justifiably so, Lois Lane. In a bad mood, like that's that's a that's something to be afraid of
2: because she's uh, tenacious.
6: Lovely, lovely guys,
2: guys. Is Michael Superman? No,
6: oh. no, he's not. No, listen. <laughs> Food, for thought. Food for thought. I he did say that of... he dropped Arrow for Superman in a in a
3: heartbeat. Mm. Wow. I hard
9: evidence right there. No.
3: <laughs> I already given give it all you guys on this network like a specific DC character that you all are like basically. So, and he's, uh, he's Michael is without doubt our Oliver. <clears throat> Just a little bit less all that, which is good. <laughs> um, um, no, it's a. Nate, it's a good thing. Uh, uh, so. Who's <laughs> oh, sorry, was it? Good lord, this is what I need to keep. Breeze. Breeze. breathe. is so. You're so patient. So talk for as long as you want.
8: Wow. Thank you. No. Um, I think everyone has pretty much covered it. The second battle was not. Quite as interesting as the first, um, to kind of touch on something Tatiana mentioned earlier with Cisco and Iris not being this episode. Like, you think Cisco would have been there when all the geniuses were trying to figure out this tech to defeat the anti-monitor? Yeah um but yeah it was fine. the one thing that that I did really like is they kind of briefly reference uh supergirl's death where you, you kind of see supergirl almost she's about to like go after the monitor and then Ray shows up and for a minute I'm like, oh my god she's gonna go after him and die just like in the comics which of course she wouldn't because Supergirl got renewed but there was like that temporary moment where I'm like, oh that's a good Easter egg um otherwise I think everyone's pretty much covered it.
4: Yeah, and it's the same kind of a thing where she's having to save Superman. So yeah, I like that as well.
3: It's almost Rebecca. It's almost as she's stronger than Superman.
4: Some people say that. Uh, I say that. And but... so
3: and so and I, and I and some people like me agree with some people like you, Rebecca, and some people <laughs> get triggered by it <laughs> so much that they got. Was it me or you that that got? Flack like in the season two finale when one of us said that, you know, like well, it makes sense for Kara to be stronger than than Kara. She's technically older than him.
4: I'm I'm, sh- I'm was... sure I got that flack. It's documented in the comics. She's at least faster than Superman. Jeff Love wrote that. Look it up. Yeah,
9: well,
3: yet people. Oh, Twitter, you're wonderful. Um, yeah, for me, I'm just gonna say that I really, I, I thought the fi- final battle was maybe not as big as the Spectre one, but here's the thing. This is my biggest takeaway from all these five episodes. No matter how weird a special effect might look, no matter how weird a certain writing choice might be, no matter how funky an acting method might be, look at what these people behind all these shows have accomplished, and what cannot be easy. It cannot be cheap. It's definitely not cheap. Mm. So, like, for all the you know, for all the issues or whatever we have and so on, like, I just know that in, at the end of the day, I am so grateful that we got this crossover, because you know what? Many of us grew up with Smallville. We remember when there was a time where there were no superhero shows besides Smallville and Heroes, and, you know, there was that, you know, attempt at a, a Wonder Woman TV show, and there was all this and this and that. Oh. Like, we didn't have... <laughs> we we really shall not speak of it. Uh, we didn't have any of that. Look at where we come now. Like, yes, it may not be MCU budgets, quality, whatever, and so on, but you know what? It's great enough for television where, like, we can sit down for 45 minutes and just... Enjoy ourselves. And we have now at least 42 times 5, 42 times 5 minutes, I can't do math, worth of material to watch where, you know, like, there's so many things to enjoy. And, you know, the final battle against the Antimaro, like, you know, I thought he was hilarious because they shr- made him tiny. Like, he's basically just shrinking and shrinking until there's nothing, I guess. And let's get to the thing that I know so many of you've been talking about: the, all them damn Easter eggs and moments and so on. Because we have a new multiverse, we had a little foreshadowing of some wonderful twins, and uh, we finally got the Justice League. We have Marv Woman's cameo; like he exists in this universe. Hopefully, it wasn't the last time. And um, everyone, like, I'm just gonna go around the table just kind of because we gotta speed this up a little bit. Which one was your favorite thing that you saw, and maybe why? So, um, Kat, what was your favorite like DC, you know, moment? You know, whether it was a, a cameo or a new Earth. Was, I mean, I, you know what, I know which one it is, but say it anyway.
1: I would say Stargirl, but okay. uh, I I want to also go with Mark Wolfman, though, as like you know, a comic man and as a writer, I think that's awesome they did that.
3: Uh, Rebecca,
4: I I would say the uh, Flash. Uh, cameo with Ezra Miller. I was not expecting that. It seemed like most of the cast of most of those shows didn't even know about it. It seemed like it was mostly just a Flash show that knew about it. Um, I'm, I'm glad that the DCEU, the, the Zack Snyder stuff that he set up, was recognized by Um, this universe that makes me very happy as a fan of the Zack Snyder DC films. Uh, But Mm -hmm. what I'm most surprised about that is that I read today that it was one of the Warner Brothers executives who suggested that Ezra Miller come on because they're the people who destroyed that universe with their greed and their viciousness. Uh, Yeah, I'm just going to say it out right there. Um, So I, Was really surprised that Warner Brothers was the one who was uh, seemingly behind that and suggested it to Mark Guggenheim. Um, But I was just more happy. uh, I was happier for Ezra Miller than I was even for myself to see that because Ezra Miller is such a big fan of the CW show. He has, for years, talked about how much he liked that show. And he's such a nerd. He's such a flash nerd. And he loves thinking about those big ideas like time travel. So for him to be in a scene with Grant like that, to have those moments to talk about the the craziness of the fact that there's two Barry Allens, I'm sure that made him really happy and very giddy. And so that sort of just rubs off on me as I watch it. So I'm just, I'm really glad that those movies are recognized as something special enough to be included in this um, and even you know just as valid as these shows I mean those it's just it's another interpretation but it's still just as valid as a DC property so I, I was just really happy and surprised that that, that even
0: happened Michael uh, yeah I think it's a I, I think it's a, a tie there there are two things uh, that I really really enjoyed um, that were kind of like one, I'm going to consider it an Easter egg, although it's kind of a plot point, but it's for a show that's ending. And that's, um, I got super excited when we saw that, that, uh, uh Sarah Diggle yes. was restored, um, because that's always really bothered me. Um, cause it was completely unnecessary, except that they wanted to do that one story. In in uh, uh, legends, and so it it like it affected. Obviously, Flashpoint was meant to affect things, but um, it really like negatively affected uh, uh, Arrow um, from from a lot of people's viewpoints. So bringing that character back um, into this universe, and hopefully with Green Arrow and the Canaries, um, potentially uh, be, being being a, a spinoff in the future, we might actually get to see the future of that character but uh uh, the other one is is gleek like that the the just the 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 sheer um uh like the the audacity of them to to (laughs) just go ahead and go yeah we call ourselves the super friends on a regular basis that's a thing um this is the hall they do they do nope no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's all... But that's all, like, tongue-in-cheek reference. Gleek is something else. Like, that's going, like, no. You guys thought we were building towards the Justice League. We've never been building towards the Justice League. We've always been building, in truth, to the Super Friends. Uh, that paired with the table and everything. Um, and like I said uh, at the beginning of the conversation about this, the, about the 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 final episode of the crossover the legends tone is the one that i enjoy the most and if you're gonna bring in the wonder twins and gleek um you can't have those characters in the tone i think of of the other shows as much uh like that is that's gonna have to be a legends tone and and uh that gets me excited because the thing i want them to do more than anything with with any of these shows is just have some fun and to say that we have a, a sentient superpowered alien monkey uh, loose somewhere in that in that uh, uh, hall of justice uh, like that just i hope they that, that it's sooner rather than later that that we get some follow up to that and it's not like you know a year and a half from now that they that they pick up that thread but um yeah those would be my two Th- those are the two things that, that got me the most excited um
3: just for those who are wondering um uh we actually almost had uh, the Twins in, I think Guggenheim said in an interview today that it was an earlier draft where they actually appeared, but mm. you know, as you know, things cost money, so <laughs> they couldn't, but the fact that you, this is how they're, they, they see some things, and then they pick up on it whenever they want to, so it's like, you're probably going to see them at some point. Um, Let's see. Morgan.
5: Hmm. I mean, there were a lot of good ones. I think... I was probably the most surprised by the the Ezra Miller cameo. I w- was like, "Whoa, seriously?" Because I didn't see that coming at all, uh, especially since they had told us about pretty much every other cameo. <laughs> so this one felt like one of the few surprises, like that I didn't know was happening, uh, and I enjoyed that a lot. And then, yeah, like um, like you said, the the Super Friends. I thought that was such a nice moment to to end the episode on.
2: Butter Nate. I mean, this whole thing was just this beautiful love letter to to all things DC. You know, the TV shows, the comics, the movies, whatever. Like, there was something for everyone. You know, no matter what particular thing you were a fan of, there was something for you in these five episodes. Uh, my biggest thing was, was, obviously, I talked about it earlier, uh, you know, our, our team coming together at the end, and, and they've, now they've got their own honeycomb hideout, which is cool. Uh, I think that I dug seeing green, seeing Green Lantern. I would have loved it more if we would have got a close up and it was John Diggle. But you know, you can't always get everything you want. Uh, but getting to the Ezra Miller thing, I dug that so much. I was completely surprised. It was like, you know, everything was good, and then they're like, "Hey, you want you want you want more good? You want more better?" And then they put it on top of that. And mm-hmm. you brought up Marvel earlier, Andy, and and one of the things that has always vexed me about Marvel was like the TV side and then the movie side never really gelling and i thought this was just kind of this wonderful treat for for the fans of both and you know it's really cool because i remember like just kind of growing up and watching shows like justice league that got undercut because they're using characters for the movies and now we can't use them in the tv show and so to see ezra miller show up and the chemistry that he had with grant it was like like for whatever you know the faults that uh, folks have expressed about episode four, to me like that one moment made up for everything that may or may not have gone uh completely right with with episode four. So uh that, that to me was kind of uh my three big takeaways in terms of just kind of the love and thought put into each and every one of these Easter eggs. Taddy what about you?
6: Um I have to agree that for me the thing that was that has the biggest impression, the most lasting impression was the two flashes the tale of two flashes i really liked the way that they bounced off of each other and i liked how it got everyone talking you know like on infinite earth was trending number one worldwide Ezra miller was trending um and also you know they had to give that poor guy something i don't know when his movie's coming out i don't know when he's gonna get to be the flash again
8: so i'm happy for him
3: breeze what about you
8: Yeah, so you can look at the Flash Podcast Twitter for my full uh, break, breakdown and just complete, like, a surprise at the Ezra Miller thing. I thought that was really great. And kudos to them for keeping it a secret. They even filmed it in Vancouver, apparently, and the paparazzi just, like, didn't notice him coming to sit at all. So that's amazing. Um, but on a personal note, I don't, like... I don't think most listeners know this, but I'm an identical twin. Um, So when I was a little kid, like, we used to always pretend we were, like, the Wonder Twins. So to have, like, the Gleek (laughs) reference and the Wonder Twins reference was just, like, so exciting and cool. And, I mean, it's just such a deep cut. Like, obviously, I was watching reruns of Super Friends. I was not alive when it was originally on, but it's just, like, such a cool retro thing to include.
3: I don't know who asked it, but uh, so I think someone asked us if any of us has read the 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 new Wonder Twins comic that came out I Kat, didn't you read it? Like,
1: yeah, and, I read um the first half of it.
3: Would you recommend it's, it? It's um
1: I like it. It's very fun, cartoony, but it's also very like socially driven. So if you like uh, Mark Russell's writings, if you've ever heard of him, like I really like his Second Coming. Um, Or his Flintstones. If you've ever read his Flintstones, if you like that, you'll enjoy Wonder Twins. But I would say it's a better trade read than issue by issue, because not like a lot happens. But it's like a fun, cartoony, socially funny comic book. It's more of like a YA
8: comic, almost, is how Uh, I read
1: it. It's Wonder Comics, too. So it's like with the Young Justice and Dial H, that lineup. Presenting comics. from Wonder Comics
3: comes the Wonder Twins. Uh, and Rachel, what was your favorite DC moment? So this is finally something I have strong opinions
7: on. <laughs> um, I have I have two, but I'll be relatively quick. Um, my first one is definitely Ezra Miller. Um, not just because I love Ezra Miller and think he's hilarious, which he is, um, but I, I genuinely did not think that that was going to happen. Um, you know, I said for like a long time they were like, "Oh, they could cross over," and I was like, "It's just it's just not going to happen." Um, But I like how they did it. I think that was the best way they could have made it happen. Um, I think they could at least, you know, claim now that that is one of the earths of the multiverse um, that is present. So I like that very much. Um, My second one, though, is, of course, uh, baby Sarah. I screamed (laughs) when she came on screen. I was having a lot of emotions. um, I think Barry
3: was having it, too.
7: She's honoring a beautiful Lord and Savior, Sarah Lance, so i had a lot of feelings but i was um i was very happy to see she was back
3: no one said brandon being back as superman at the end like flying him the you know flying <laughs> in space and winking to the camera oh yeah that, that was too. that was
2: beautiful this the wink. like i respect that
3: yeah um so people have known that i maybe know a little bit too much about this damn whole crossover, but the miller thing no i lost my crap like everyone else because i'm like why did I suddenly hear Ezra Miller's voice? And I look up and I'm like, it is Ezra Miller in the Flash costume, and I, <laughs> I broke I, I broke a plate <laughs> because I, I I was shook. <laughs> um, my mom was like, these shows are getting too intense for you. I think I'm like, mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was so special, you know, because Ezra said he wanted to do it, and there's always been, all some of these fans have always been trying to pit them against each other because, like, well, one of them is doing a movie and one of them is just doing a TV show, or vice versa, and the fact that they got to be together, they were so excited to do it, there were all these photos, I mean, listen, with Style on Who, I'm shipping these two from now on, because I was <laughs> like, that, this is so cute, and what's so, what I also thought was really cool was the fact that because in Justice League, Rebecca, don't don't get angry. I'm, I'm gonna be brief. I'm not gonna talk about that movie too much. He never gets called the Flash. So Barry gets to name the DCEU version of the Flash the Flash. Mm, just like
6: I... Iris named the DC TV version of the Flash. Ergo, still West <laughs> Allen superior.
3: Okay. <laughs> My oh, God. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, but for me also, and you're welcome. I, when when Ezra Miller showed up, um again Rebecca, I was thinking of you, and I'm like somewhere out there on Twitter, which she thankfully doesn't have to deal with anymore. <laughs> people are getting triggered by the fact that the Snyderverse is officially part of the Airverse multiverse. So,
4: uh, get over it, I guess.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, I no, I thought it was so much fun. I think I thought I had a lot of chemistry, and it would not surprise me if somehow Grant somehow shows up in like a small cameo in whenever that movie comes out, like if we actually see from Ezra's point of view at some point, because we got to find out what he was doing there because he did. And also I thought it was cool that Victor Stone got a reference as well. And that they're, they're still good pals after Justice League. Whatever, what is it called, Rebecca? It? They, they yeah, it's, like, it's
4: Justice League. Yeah.
3: Okay, there we go. Um, but for me, um, my one of my other favorite moments was the fact that, I mean, besides Marvel, Marvel being recognized and getting to, Meet the two characters and like just be, uh, he and because I met I mean i mean, I think some of us have met him in real life at conventions and he's so humble he's so sweet he's so like he's very shy but he's very like he's very cool and he really loves what he gets to do uh, but the mont- montage of all the new the like, the new Earths when Earth Two shut up I'm like Kat is gonna lose her mind if Jesse Quick and Star Girl ever get to meet because technically this could that be would just be cool that would don't try to act so cool about it. you would lose your mind um it's like that video like that video i love so much yeah. on your channel where you only lost
1: only my girl steph i'll lose my mind over that's all yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, well Stephanie <laughs> is, <laughs> 2020
3: is still young my friend uh star girl uh, you know like being on earth to being part of the airverse multiverse because it's going to air on the cw as well so and hopefully this will explain if this is now also the Former home of Black Siren, because again, you know, Guggenheim may have forgotten about Black you know Laura Land, but we know we don't. And I thought it was cool that all the, the DC Universe shows got their own separate errors, including Swamp Thing, poor Swamp Fing. I'm glad that they actually got included. And Green Lantern was a little bit confusing at first because I'm like, is Ryan Reynolds gonna show up any minute now? And like, no, they're setting up the, the show on HBO Max. So I think that's pretty cool. Like all of Greg Blandis' TV shows are all in the Arrowverse multiverse. So even if they're all are on these different platforms, I mean they're now in the same universe. I mean the same multiverse. I think, I think that's pretty cool. Like you know, um, and we don't know what other Earths there might be out there. Um, but of course the you know the, the classic you know flying into the flying to space, looking to the camera, smiling and winking, so on, hearing a John Williams theme song. Um, 'Cause you know, we all love Brennan Ralph and we, we we think that it was cool that he got to do this. So um
7: Yeah. Keep keep I'll, watching. Keep
3: yeah, watching. Yeah. I'm I'm sure it's not the last time we've seen this Superman. Um The only thing that was a little bit upsetting was the fact that we don't know what happened to Smallville. But thankfully Mark Googan has said that Smallville still exists out there. Um Where which Earth we don't know. We're back to being unnumbered again. So Final question before I have to do a thing because everyone is going to kill me if I don't. Um, final, like, ov- like overall thoughts in short sentences. So, Rebecca, I- I'm going to start with you. What your overall thoughts of uh, this five-over crossover event?
4: I thought that they handled it pretty well. Uh, there were some cringy moments. The uh, for Oliver, I was like, oh, please stop talking. Please stop <laughs> yelling. Oh my gosh, stop. Um, so some of that was bad but for the most part I thought they they told a really uh, a good story over the cross of five episodes and they uh, did a lot of good things for a lot of characters and they tried to honor the source material and I, I thought they did a really good job in, in terms of their end goal was to bring all the shows into one earth so I think it was uh it was good enjoyable and it accomplished what it meant to what it set out to do
3: uh, Morgan,
5: uh, I really enjoyed it. I liked all the the cameos. I thought it was really exciting to see so many different versions of all these characters and all these stories converge into this crossover. I thought it like it felt like a great comic book show in the best of ways where we had a bunch of different characters that we love interacting with each other and and talking to each other and having cameos. And and in some ways, it felt like the worst of some comic book stuff where, you know, you had like the for Oliver moment or the, you know, the staring, staring intently at the villain to defeat him. And, you know, multiple memory boops. So uh, there, <laughs> there, we had the best and the worst times. But I thought um, overall, it was just such an ambitious thing that they did with these crossovers. And I enjoyed it so much. I can't obviously I can't wait to rewatch these.
3: Um cat.
1: Yeah, I thought it was uh, really solid. Uh I kinda agree across the board. I don't think it was perfect by any means uh from a writing standpoint, but as a fan I really enjoyed it. Um I kinda wish some of the cameos were kept a secret so we had the Ezra Miller effect. Uh but uh yeah, I thought it was a a, re- a lot of fun and, and the end result should bring for some interesting stories.
2: Brother Nate. For me, Andy, this was honestly the most satisfying thing that DC's done since the Dark Knight or the old Justice League cartoon, and for completely different reasons, right? Like, on opposite ends of the spectrum, these things are, but they just hit me as a fan in the same place. You know, we've talked on these two shows that we've done about some of the flaws and some of the things that we would have changed or some of the things that didn't make sense from a narrative structure. But at the end of the day, like if my choices are a perfectly logical story that leaves me bored and and taking a nap like Michael or a, <laughs> or a story that doesn't always connect the dots, but it makes me feel happy. And at times it, it makes me feel sad and just gives me those like holy crap moments. Then I'm taking the second option every time. And that's what this was. And you can't say enough about the hard work of the cast and the crew and everybody that that Put this together and yeah like we're never going to see anything this big again uh but that doesn't mean we won't see anything as exciting or as satisfactory again because i do think like with this new world that they've established there's the opportunity for some really cool team ups some mini crossovers so yeah man like I- i'm so excited to see what the next step for uh the- this this universe is now
0: michael Uh, yeah, um, I, you know, I'm not going to say that this crossover was particularly good. Um, but it did have a lot of, of really fun moments in it throughout. Um, the, the final hour is one of my favorite hours of of the, the Arrowverse, um, thus far. So, so, I mean, I think that's saying a lot, but, um, but when I compare it to the other crossovers in the past, um i don't know like last year felt a little bit wobbly as well but um the earth x crossover i uh, uh that felt like a movie like that one that the, the four parts of that came together and it just felt like a, a cohesive um uh singular story whereas this I think intentionally because of the nature of, of the comic that you're drawing from, it feels like a bunch of issues written sort of, uh, I, I piecemeal and brought together. Um, and, and you've got that element of, of the heroes kind of all over the place doing all sorts of stuff, which is a fairly common comic event crossover thing to do. So, um, I agree that we'll never see anything as big as this ever again. I don't think that, um or at least it'll be a very long time uh, before we see something that that goes through um and and cameos all of the different properties that are out there right now in live action. Um I thought that was a really cool opportunity that they that they really took advantage of um to make those of us who are into DC and the multiverse really feel like um i think most importantly it's all valid It doesn't matter which ones you like and which ones you hate because uh, it's like flavors of ice cream, right? Like I love mint chocolate chip and I know people who hate mint and chocolate together. And that's totally fine. Like everybody can kind of get their own thing. It's that like sort of reassurance that, that it doesn't matter which one is your favorite and which one you don't like to watch. Every single piece of this fabric of, of, of all of this, this larger DC multiverse is valid to somebody. And, and I thought that was a really cool sort of, I think, unintentional message that you end up with by the end of this. Mm. Um, I think in terms of crossovers moving forward, and I think that this is what Mark Guggenheim has hinted at is that, is that they'll go back a little bit more to what they, what they did in the beginning. And that's what I would want from this is, is we did the big thing. We, we pulled out all the stops. It went crazy. Um, and clearly, I, uh, at the budget that they're doing a lot of this stuff on, um, they, they couldn't pull it off. So let's, bring it back in and let's tell a little bit more character centered stories um, about uh, putting two characters together and seeing how that dynamic goes. I mean, uh, Nate, what you were saying about putting together a uh, 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 flash and black lightning and seeing what that dynamic could be like, that gets me way more excited than saying we're going to throw 30 characters on screen together and not give any one of them a real, moment to shine so um yeah it's sort of a uh, brave new world uh with everybody living on the same earth which just means that we have more opportunities for everybody to team up and uh, and that's that's exciting i just i want brave and the bold team-ups that's that's what i want to
3: see. or as lex said brave and the bald
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> which is what i was like when during that year of the crossover i kept in every article i kept writing i kept writing it as brave and the bald i'm like this is a weird title for a comic book dude. why would they call it bald and i was like it's bold Am I? Who has died? Breeze.
8: Yeah, I'll keep it short. I thought they perfectly blended the original comic story with the Arrowverse and honored what makes both of them so special. You know, I don't think we'll see anything like this again for a long time, and we're just really lucky to have had it. And you know, thanks to everyone who worked on this. You know, obviously the actors and the writers, but there's so many people who work behind the scenes on these shows and it was just such a great gift to the fans. So I'm happy with it. I have, you know, we all have minor quibbles, but at the end of the day, I'm really happy with it.
3: Daddy. Oh,
1: okay. Um, I, I
6: enjoyed myself. I especially liked the first half. I thought the first half was really, um, well done and built up. Um, I loved all the cameos throughout and I love, like you guys were saying that message that every, every corner of the DC universe matters to someone. Um, I think that it maybe fell apart a little bit plot wise, um, in the last two episodes, but overall, um, it was good
7: fun for the whole family.
3: And Rachel.
7: Um, yeah, I agree with what Donnie was just saying. Basically, um, I think overall it did a good job um, it for me it wasn't like the best thing that they've ever done and like for them to amp it up that much like I kind of expected more but I, I did really enjoy um, the first half and the way they put things together there and I appreciate uh, that they are trying to value every corner of the DC fandom, I do hope they go back to smaller crossovers. Um, I just really enjoy them more. Uh, the musical one with Karen Barry is always one of my favorites, and they're not particularly my favorite characters. <laughs> I just really like the crossover. Um, but yeah, it um, it did a good job. It just wasn't the
3: biggest thing for me. And for me, I will just say this: uh, that I, again, like I said before, even with them, with the quibbles, you know, even you know, if there are wonky, uh, even though I know they put their heart and soul into those things and all the production, all the writing, all the things that he can do. And so, like, look, it's, some things are not always going to satisfy everyone. And, you're, and for me, like, there's not so, such thing as perfect. You know, like, no matter how much money it may have made, you know, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame definitely has its flaws as well. Everything that, you know, when it comes to TV, film, fiction, you know, anything that is subjective, you know, there's not always going to be something that is whatever. And for me, you know, with the crossover, yeah, it were word parts or whatever and so but for me like as nate said i'd rather have a crossover where you know we get a little bit confused but also like excited and enjoy and enjoy ourselves and have fun with it and seeing all these cool cameos and effect you know and the uh, payoff and storyline and kind of foreshadowing to what's coming next because there's yes you know, it's probably going to be a small crossover for at least the next two seasons or something but i mean I'm finally now you know there's a it's a new chapter for the Arabers so anything can literally happen and you know like you know having gotten to you know plan this with you guys you know doing that you know doing the crossovers again it has been so much fun and, and I'm sure we're gonna still keep doing crossovers you know whenever those things come in the fall even if it's small story we talk about it's just fun talking about these things because look how far we have got in the last eight to nine years. Of what we have now, we have you know all the shows on DC Universe, we have all the shows on the CW, we have so soon we're gonna have shows on HBO Max, and who knows what else. So it's a I'm enjoying the time we're living in right now, and I'm grateful for that. We that they put their hearts and souls into this and did everything they could to give us as an amazing experience as possible for for these five parts. Now, because I have been shutting up, I have not shut up about it for the past. When did we find out Oliver was gonna die? Like a year ago, um, and there's, this had gone through a lot of droughts. And I will try and go go fast because I need to say goodbye to Oliver because he's dead. Finally <laughs> dead. He's put in the grave. And we will never see him again. And he's he didn't even get a he didn't even get a funeral. He didn't even get a casket. Does he have a tombstone? We don't know. I believe there's. I will say this. I believe this is true. First time for everything. A eulogy bidding farewell for forever to a walking pile complication known as Oliver Jones' <laughs> freaking Queen. In about 16 days from now-ish, it will have been about eight years since a young lad by the name Stephen Amell landed a role that would begin so much for the little universe known as the CW. Smallville may have technically started it all. Justin Hartley may have actually been the first Emerald Archer. Maybe the one favorable one. <laughs> but Amell kept the flame going for all these years. We will never have superpowers in this universe, they said. And then, as Billy Dee once said, hello, what have we here? From <laughs> Kryptonians in caves, speeding men, altering his look every second season, a time traveling crew, their Bebo, a bad woman caring more for Gotham than the, than the freaking Dark Knight, uh, you know, to a lit-up fodder with a family of heroes, just as lit. Perfection is a hard thing to accomplish, and Oliver, you sure as hell prove that point for eight long, 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 long years. There's no denial that as much damage as you caused, you mostly made up for it with a lot of good. Although no one will forget that this this massive journey all began with a very messed up boat trip. With the mess of a dad and your girlfriend's younger sister. The multiverse can be rebooted a billion times, but yet I'll remember it more and more every time it does. Your BFF Barry might be the paragon of love, but son, I'm the goddamn paragon of tea. While you certainly saved a city once or seven times, it didn't go always flawlessly. Whether it was your boyfriend Tommy taking a pipe for you, or the several women who got stuck in the refrigerator on behalf of your man-paint, or the, the lies that you smoked that felicity with, no wonder you had a need to become something else. I sure certainly would too if I was that problematic. But nevertheless, your stubbornness persisted, and here we are. As messed up as, as much as you messed up, and after the 28th we will have 170 episodes of them, that hood of yours didn't leave us empty-handed. As brooding as you were known to be, you also became a hero for lead. Like your adventures on screen, you inspired a speaker for real. What started as a squad became a league, almost like a Justice League. While I'm always proud to admit it, I think some of my inspiration to create this network came from you, Ali, or to be more specific, Mr. Stephen Amell. I started Era alone, pretty much lost and confused, and now... Still a bit lost and confused. I had this big old family on and off air until Morgan cancels me for creating too many shows. (laughs) Oliver might have been the equivalent of a complicated relationship status on Facebook, but you know what? He was our equivalent of a complicated relationship status on Facebook. Oliver's death may have been tragic, but it's nowhere near as sad as saying goodbye to you, Mr. Amell. You helped launch a universe, and now the universe will live for years to come with many thanks to you. Oliver, my friend, your ass has been dragged and dragged understandably so. And while you messed up more than a hero should, you certainly never failed this verse. May you finally have some rest and peace, my loving dear, as long as you never forget the one who deserved better was Laura Lance. Mm. And P.S., in, to all of you who swore my mail, emails for a fictional couple, guess what? Your sink has shut, sunk. XOXO, your friend, the pretty bird. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be it. <laughs> Wow! I did not think I was gonna make through that. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Um, did I? What did fans think? Did Did, did people enjoy? No, I, I'm not gonna look at the chat. I probably failed. I really uh, enjoyed
4: the XOXO. That really, that really tied <laughs> everything together.
6: Brought it home. Brought it home.
3: Yes. Uh, no, but seriously, I um, I meant every word, Ollie. <laughs> May you rest in peace. And please, whatever you do. Don't you dare return a serious finale because this was, took me about seven plus months to write. Um so that's gonna be it. It's very late on the East Coast, so we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, this episode will be posted on all the feeds and we're gonna ha- put, I'm gonna put all the plugs to all the people that you're listening to right now, so you can find them all on social media and whatnot. Um but first of all I, we have one thing we gotta do, and that's thank Michael for all these years of working with us on DC Pie, you know because Quiver was a founding sh- show for us. It was founded, this network, with us. And I know that you're going to be going to your Marvel and your Star Wars and your... What else do you like? Dungeons and Dragons? I don't know. You're going to do, do, do with all that with uh, over at the Great Thundercrack Network, but um, I know I'm going to miss you. I'm not going to miss Oliver, but I'm going to miss you as my Oliver to my Barry. So do you have any closing words for our for our listeners who are watching right now, are we supposed to do snap judgments? Rebecca, did I miss something? Everyone is asking me about snap judgments. No, you will, get it, <laughs> you will get it on the next episode of Super Go Raider. It's fine.
4: Yeah, we. Don't, I don't have any snap judgments. Yeah.
3: yeah. Only thing I have is I got an awesome Mad Libs from New Rachel. But I'm like, this is gonna crack everyone up. But I don't. But I'm gonna choose my eulogy over everything else. <laughs> so, uh, but Michael, any any closing words?
0: Uh no I hey I'm it's I'm not dying I'm not disappearing I'm not I'm not, <laughs> not evaporating you know into the into the ether. Thunderquack is uh, Thunderquack podcast and thunderquack.com is a home to everything geeky. There's lots of DC stuff coming up that I'm going to talk about. There are three characters that are uh integral to to who I am uh in in this moment in my life and they they Soon, I, I'm waiting for the third member of this. He's he's coming out soon, and, and, and he'll be included in the case with the other two. But I, that's going to be Iron Man, the, the Tony Stark uh, MCU Iron Man uh, from Endgame. Getting the nice, expensive Hot Toys figure for that. To put next to my Mythos Obi-Wan Kenobi statue, um, which is currently uh, uh, in the case with the, the premium format Sideshow Superman. So... Like Those are the three things, the three characters that mean the most to me in in fiction. Um, Superman's getting his own show. The only reason I'm not doing a podcast about that show, like dedicated to that show, is because I just want to watch that show and enjoy it. Um, but I will be around, and uh, I, you know, I might drop in on a on a crossover podcast every now and then. Uh, it it just all kinds of dep- kind of depends on uh, on scheduling and and uh, and life and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I'm not going anywhere, so I don't feel like I need to say goodbye to anybody. Like, I don't, you guys know where to find me. I'm on Twitter. I'll say controversial things about Star Wars and uh, DC and Marvel uh, and, until. There isn't a Twitter to do that hunt anymore, um, and and like I said, Thundercrack podcast, go go listen to that because Amanda and I have lots to say over there.
3: Everyone, go check your Twitter and see if he unfollowed you in this second because I I'm checking. <laughs> no, I uh, no, I mean I know, but it's still it's still, it's still an end of an era in many ways because I mean it is that is it is what it is you know like the the I mean at least you know whether or not you know Green Air Indicators gets picked up or whatnot and so on we do have a show for that you know this version of Quiver is, it's coming to an end, you know, it's going to be, it'll be weird, and I know I'm, I will miss you, I know I'm going to be, you know, because, you know, we don't, we don't, you know, we're both we're, you know, we're, we're busy people, so I get that it's not always going to happen, but, you know, yes, it's, I'm, I'm always going to tune into whatever you have at ThunderQuack, and I, you know, whenever you want to come back and do something with us, that's I mean, you're still, I mean, you're still in the network. We're still going to keep you because, um, you know, you can keep leaving the Facebook group all oh, you want. I will keep adding you back. Uh, and but no, I it was still it was still bittersweet in many ways. And I'm glad you were able to join us for that and you and Amanda together because Quiver has been such a big part of DCT pocket's history. And that's that needs to be on the record. So um, but I want to thank everyone on air joining us, to, uh, joining me tonight to talk about crisis. And I want to thank everyone, all your amazing listeners for t- tuning in for both parts that's been so much fun. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be a lo- it's gonna be a long episode you listen to on your on your devices afterwards. But you know what? We only do we only do this once a year, so it's I think we're justified. So, like I said, you will all the, the episode will be on all the feeds, including the mega feed uh, this week. And yes, we thank you all for tuning in tonight and uh, for supporting us and having a good time. And we hope you enjoy the rest of what's coming for the Arrowverse, uh, and we will see how this season all concludes now that we have this game-changer that is crisis. So, to my host, if you want to say goodbye to the listeners, I will tune us out, and we will see you soon on the rest of the DCT Podcast Network.
2: We out. (laughs) It's for Oliver. (laughs)
9: <laughs> For
2: Oliver Oh gosh no. That's how we should
8: have ended
9: it Worlds will live Worlds Will die And the universe Will never be the same